Mustache? No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Here we are, 
And uh, oh, there I am. Here uh, we are, and there we go. All right. I I needed some more. I needed to turn them shits up. Turn them shits up. Remember Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle show. I remember that one. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. He had the headphones on. He was playing like R. Kelly or something. And he was doing like a greatest hits kind of thing. He's like, mm. "No, turn them shits up, yo. Turn them up." Ah, uh, yeah. How about that theme song, huh? It's an amazing theme song. I, I, I can't believe that, you know, we're privileged enough <laughs> to, to be able to use it in the capacity that we do. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Thank it, you, Psycho Stick. We appreciate you. You know, for all of the pain in the ass that it is, there are some upsides to living in the very beginning of the free press. Because, I mean, you know, they've, they've said free press, right? And there's this idea of a free press. Yeah. And, you know, it's enshrined in the Constitution, but, of course, they don't actually, like, let you have one. But the technology now exists that any schmuck can get on and reach an audience to say whatever they want about anything they want to. Yeah. The Internet allows, well, a, a better version of free speech, in my opinion, because it can be communicated instantaneously to a nearly unlimited number of people. Yeah. Should they decide to, co- to consume yeah. that, that particular piece of uh, technology or art or whatever, news, information, whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, and Psycho Stick actually as a band were one of the first, mm, I'll say, bands to benefit from. I think the viral effect of the internet, mm-hmm. right? Particularly when where culture was concerned, right? Heavy metal was a hot thing. They were a metal band, but they were fucking funny, right? They wrote hilarious shit. Their first hit, their first viral hit, is called uh, "Beer Is Good," and the and the chorus is just "Beer is good, beer is good, beer is good, and stuff," <laughs> right? And that, but it was, and it was this weird like you know, cut out character video kind of a thing. That they had going on, low budget, cheapy, you know, homemade jobby. And it just, you know, sort of took the internet by storm. And they right. became a successful band doing what they do at that particular moment in time. And so later on in life, they, they write this epic song about beards, man. And just. And because the internet never forgets, yeah. we get to use that. I mean, the the downside of it is that because we have this mass access, like there is no music to my generation, like we we don't really have one. What do you mean? Because we have all of them. So like, oh, you don't have like a a, a genre, right? I mean, right. you know, pop music has stopped really developing in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> except according to their for quite weird a long time formula. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Like, they have a formula for what different sounds they will make at what time. Other than that, they do not change the style of music. Right. So, my generation never had, like, a a style of music of its own. Because we had access to all of them. In true kick-ass form, uh, you know, I... uh... Forgot to start the cameras spinning again Mm. for just a minute there. But, you know, I caught it pretty early this time. I must be improving. So I have that going for me, which is nice. I I am having a technicality that's preventing me from seeing the calls. Mm. And I'm trying to remedy that right now while we 
discuss Psycho Stick and their epic beard song. Mm -hmm. I mean, that thing's just good. The whole, shut up, Grandma, you know. Grow like, a beard. Uh, chia beard. Like, come on. <laughs> that's that's just. Yep, yep. Uh, they are comedic geniuses. Uh, I would put them, I mean, they're cheesier then, but I'd put them on par with somebody like a Zappa. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they do also do parodies. Uh, they did a parody of, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the artist, uh, uh, but it was uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor was their big mm. hit, uh, the one everybody remembers. Mm -hmm. And they did uh, I Can Only Count to Four, <laughs> which is a very epic, epic tune as well. Um, but, hey, uh, we should probably tell people what the fuck they're listening to. That's true. This is a show called Beard, Beard Talk, Talk Live. Live. Episode 40. And we are forever... Henceforth, known as Over 40. Ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Middle-aged beard mm. talk life. <laughs> Except I don't dress up like, you know, castles and knights and that kind of thing. So, so wrong kind of middle ages. So I have a theory uh, that 40 is uh, used in the same way as 10,000 in some other way. So like... oh. So I think the the story of uh, in, uh, of uh, traveling through the desert for forty years, or the story of uh, it raining for forty nights, really, I think this was just the the insertion of a whole bunch. Okay. So, like in the east, they have this idea of ten thousand things, and basically, you're describing all of reality by saying ten thousand things, because they use ten thousand to mean infinite. Whereas 9,999 does not mean infinite. Uh, I, how does 10,000 mean infinite? It's it's just a, a, a cultural uh, expression. It's a, an idiom. Are you calling me names? <laughs> be calling me names, man. You're an idiom. You're an idiom. You're an idiom? Actually, you're like several idioms. <laughs> Whoa. Reverend... Doctor, multi Captain, I idia. I, I'm idii, multidium. I, I've almost got things remedied here, so <laughs> it's fine. We're we're just doing a show here. It's called Beard Talk Live. Uh, you can call, and I'm trying to. I see uh, that perhaps there are some people holding, and we're trying to get there. Give us just a moment. Uh, the phone number, however, is 603-283-6160. If you're watching, uh, it, you should also see the number in front of your face on the screen uh, with which the video is coming through and, and possibly even the audio if we're doing if we're doing it right. Yeah. And if so. we're not, you know, give us a call. Let us know. Well, it worked last time. Sure. Uh, when you and nobody were here and uh, everything was cocked up. And oh, it's the uncensored version too. So we like to we like to say fuck a lot, uh, many other assorted things that you can't say on the radio. Like uh, 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 he put it in his butt. That's true. You can't right? say that. You can't say that on the radio because it's it's a non medical description that could be taken. You know, in some sort of I don't know what the fucking law says. It's dumb. <laughs> It's fucking dumb. Well, like, and that's you know. Well, and that's the thing. Like the the 
problem with dealing with the state is you never know what they're going to enforce. Yeah. No, like, that's true. Are they going to? Because, no, we. I, I'm sure at some point or another we've said something that's against the rules, and they didn't go after us. Right. But at any given Odds time, <laughs> they might just decide that what you just did there was too far over the newly adjusted lines, and, oh, now you've, you know, what, you're going to get stolen from, imprisoned? Yeah. But that's that's what the aim is. It's the chilling effect of speech. I mean, you can't you, you can't overthrow a government unless you talk about, hey, it's terrible, and that's what they're concerned with. So, and that's uh, uh, something that uh, libertarians, uh, anarchists, you know, freedom-minded individualists mm-hmm. um, run up against as people that you want to overthrow the government. No, I don't. Well. No, I want the government to dissolve and just disappear from our lives altogether in the same way overt slavery did, mm. right? Now, I understand that there are places on planet Earth where there are you know, small pockets of people keeping slaves for various reasons. Uh, however, they are few and far between, mm. which well, is how I'd like the, the governed to be, few and far between. Well, and the way I think this is going to end up going is... The idea of government will persist, but it will end up getting cut off from the idea of a geography. Because in every nation state, like there are all these, you know, really weird uh, definitions of this counts as this, like embassies, right? An embassy is technically a part of whatever nation it is, even though it's this little island that is on the other side of the world, right? Yep. Okay. So since that's already the case, the next step is to just do that with, you know, optional systems of justice. Because ultimately, that's uh, that's what it, that's what they're enforcing is here's our set of laws, here's our way of enacting them. Yeah. So, if I choose a court that actually you know gives me justice, then I'm going to want that court to be everywhere that it's invited. You know. If you're actually giving people justice, I want as many people in this as possible. Yeah, right? why can't there be uh, competing agencies providing justice services? Right. Why can't that exist? Because the, the, the monopolized group of people who claim to provide that for you won't allow it. That is to say that they will uh, send men with guns after you if you attempt to provide a competing service and if you uh, you know resist those men with guns in any way shape or form they will kill you to mm-hmm. prevent you from competing with them providing justice services yeah and and this is one of the the things that's just getting explored a little bit by the decentralized autonomous organization yeah because okay you're what you're poking at here is an organization, so like a something relatively similar to a corporation, except without all of the things that suck about a corporation, because they're incorporated as parts of the government. Right. So without that, so you still have this, it accomplishes a useful goal that lots of people have in common. It provides a useful service, mm-hmm. but it makes it so that you can't actually go after the people that are contributing to it. 
Now, when you have that as a new technology, mm. so that that uh, that gives you the possibility of providing justice services without identifying yourself. Nice. Right. A decentralized autonomous organization can be adapted to different purposes. Yeah. And any of those purposes where what you need to do is to not get targeted and what you need to do is have like a, a globally dispersed network, then this is perfect for it. You can you can have uh, close enough to anonymity and you can contribute your energies to a common purpose. Yeah, DAOs are... Uh... I mean, in terms of news in cryptocurrency, they're, they're old, but they're underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is a thing that oh, yeah. has yet to, like, explode. Like, killer apps for DAOs uh, aren't here yet. But right. when they get here, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I... it, I am flabbergasted still. Yeah, like, yeah the, absolutely. Uh, I'm so speechless the, about the, ability the potential. To, yeah, the ability to, to draw on... Uh, creative powers from anybody on earth yeah in any culture yeah because because that's the beauty of it is you get different perspectives on these things and they'll see problems that someone else wouldn't because of their you know cultural backing or whatever right so you have these these tremendous problem solving abilities at a very like it, it it's it, so it's exactly what capitalism promises right because it is always a matter of it being more valuable to the person receiving it than it was to the person who's trading it away. Mm. And what the person trading it away is getting in terms of like what they can, you know, buy stuff with yeah. is always better than what they were giving. Yeah. So you have this tremendous access to human creativity, uh, potential and awareness, yeah. uh, massive uh, uh, perspective. And what they get in return, like, it's easy for you to provide as a DAO, but to them, it, it's, you know, being able to make the next meal. Yeah, and what I really enjoy about, uh, and we've talked about the network effect before, but what I enjoy about the internet specifically regarding it is the communication aspect. So now, mm. like, previously, people were separated, their talents were separated by geography, right. right? So if there were a problem and you needed uh, five different uh, experts, right, to, from different uh, backgrounds, right, mm -hmm. to solve these, uh, you might have one of them locally. Then you got to, like, search, like, for the right one and then try and persuade them to get together with the other one and then mm -hmm. get three more of them to also do this. And, like, you could just never do it. But with DAOs, if there's a problem and you need the talents of these specific five people with these specific five backgrounds, you could go and find them. Hmm. Like, they can be found. And, and what it does is it aligns human talents with human interests in a way that has never been possible before by eliminating the hurdle known as geography. Because now people get conference call, we got video calls, we have video conferencing, multi you record it, you play it back, you can bring people in, kick people. I mean, it's all, you know, the only positive thing I think that came out of COVID was the realization that technology exists and can be adapted quickly to make a human change. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all these tech businesses had to, had to go 100% remote. Right. Right. And they saw firsthand 
the lack of value in the real estate which their offices occupy because that's an expense they can now eliminate post-COVID mm-hmm. and keep everybody working from home, which many, many businesses are doing. So it, it better aligns human talents with human interests and abilities. Right. And that's something the earth has never seen before. And it's going to continue to see this. We're, we're in a, an age of invention, mm-hmm. whether we know it or not, uh, you know, the likes of which uh, will make the industrial revolution uh, look like somebody building Legos or Tinker Toys. Yeah. Uh, because it's the pace is only going to pick up from here. Yeah. Right. So w- I, I think uh, the internet was the first thing, right? Then, you know, you got your communicate, your wireless technology, right? Cell phones, Wi-Fi, that kind of a thing. And now we've got you know, I, all of the other things. We've got cryptocurrency, we've got AI, mm-hmm. conference calling, right? All of these things, these tools that help humanity communicate faster and better than ever before. It's It can't help but uh, have humans align their talents with their interests and uh, talents, uh, talents with their interests yeah. and abilities. Mm. Thank you. Well, and I'm really, really glad that uh, we managed to get cryptocurrency before AI. Because I don't think AI well, without cryptocurrency, I think, could have been quite disastrous I in just, a number of ways. I just still can't wait for AIs to sort of be doubt, right? You mm. know. And then also for them to go, how do we exchange value? Oh, look, this thing exists that's uh, we don't need permission to use. And like, well, bam, let's adopt that. Mm-hmm. Start exchanging cryptocurrency with themselves. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's the obvious answer for a natively digital. Uh, I mean, they're not a consciousness, honestly. Like, they're, we're nowhere near that level. Yeah. Like, they're getting called an intelligence, an artificial yeah. intelligence, but that's not what this is. That's, I mean, for one thing, I think that a, a big part of this is just to draw attention away from cryptocurrency. Because if they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin was yesterday. Like, it's over. No, AI, that's the that's the big thing. Mm, don't yeah. think about the, don't think about money and the money system. I, I don't know if I buy that, but. It's well, possible, it is, but at the same time, I think that it is just a sign of the next thing. Well, and right? part of it is just they will market it and they will use whatever commercial people, you know, respond to. Yeah. And people expect big things from artificial intelligence. So they'll just call this like level two algorithm an artificial intelligence because it sells. Yeah. I, I look at it like it's the uh, it's the voice interface from the Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. Computer, can you please replicate a, uh, you know, Earl Grey tea hot? You know, yeah. That kind of a thing. Computer, uh, take me to deck nine. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, it yeah. just kind of does what you, it's just an, an interface to, you know. I Imagine the difference between uh, the telegraph and the radio oh you mean instead of interpreting you know like morse code type signals uh i gotta do is listen right right Uh, that same leap is possible with ai now you no longer need a mouse and a keyboard Mm. understand it's being replaced with the voice interface this is what ai is in my opinion Hmm. ai is the voice interface for the fucking internet. Well. Because you could talk to it. Well. You can be like, hey, AI. 
So I know that one of the things that's happening right now is like uh, with the art AIs, for example, they will they will type in their commands and like there there are certain symbols that will change how your command is interpreted. Mm -hmm. So like they they pick up this entire art of how to use. Right. So if they're learning how to use the keyboard for this, then I suspect that they're going to want to hold on to the keyboard as at least an augmenting tool for how they interface with AIs. I mean, the keyboard's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm just saying that AI is like that sort of hurdle, mm. right? Now, now, now we've got it. You're going to be able to walk into a room and go, computer, <laughs> and they go, yes, peakless mountaineer. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like it's a lot more than that. Oh, it is. It is. And like that, that's going to be only one branch of AIs that do that. Yeah. Like there's a whole other. But that'll be pretty obvious, right? The obvious one to like the yeah. lay person. They'll be like, oh yeah. shit, I could talk to a computer now. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's un- unbelievably creepy, honestly. Okay, that's weird. What? The thing that I had to remedy was remedied. And then it just disappeared for some reason. Just technical to it again. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got it back. So, uh, you know, while we have the ability to do so, uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Shortwave Surfer, otherwise known as David from Georgia. Hey, David. I you're on our SIP line, and I've got you pretty good, but you actually, y- your connection sounds like shit for calling on the SIP line. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, right? It's a bit garbly, even. Yeah, it sounds like you're calling on a on a shitty cell phone. Should I call back on the on the regular phone then? Uh, I mean, we can hear you. It's probably better than some of our actual callers, uh, not on the SIP line. So, yeah. you know, let's let's oh, okay. let's hear you. Yeah. All right. What's well, up, let's surfer? See if I can, let's see if I can do this. Uh, shit, piss, cunt, fuck. Cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Okay, right? so I think I you, got them all. You got all the words, yes. However, they were just slightly out of order. Uh, ah, yeah, fucking cunt. Are, are you ready? It's uh, Here's the correct order. Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, cunt, cunt cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. tits. Ah, so I got cunt and fuck mixed up. Of that, course. That's it. Yes, or you could put them together and just go cunt fuck. <laughs> cunt fuck. Fuck cunt. It's true. That reminds me of a, uh, a friend of mine from the the heavy metal community back on the West Coast, uh, uh, she had an idea for, I think it was like an all-female uh, metal band. They were going to be called Cunt Punch. Mm. And I thought nice. that, that was a good band name. Yeah. That is a pretty awesome band name. So what do you actually surf, shortwave surfer? Uh, shortwaves. Ooh. Shortwave so radio. Your I'm audio improved. What did you do? Did you close an app or something? Uh, no, but I did turn off my air conditioner. Oh. oh, so maybe maybe the air conditioner in the background was causing some uh, some sound. Yeah, your audio improved Can't dramatically. Help. Yep, I'll bet that's what it was. Then I'll bet it was the air conditioner. So when I turn that off, wait, where the fuck are you that you need air conditioning <laughs> right Georgia. now? Georgia, it's uh, freaking it's freaking seventy five degrees here right now. Ooh, seventy five. Wow, I don't usually bust out the air conditioner until we get in the eighties, man. Yeah, but like here. Uh, if I don't leave the air conditioner on, my room will get up to 85 at night. Huh. You have to have it on here. It's ridiculous. Uh, are you on speakerphone? No, I am not. Okay. It's weird. Yeah, hotlanta. Hotlanta. Yeah, the the humidity there is ridiculous. But then oh, God, again, yes. I think the humidity here is stupid. So 
yeah, but I, I ain't here for the weather. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And man, I like having trees. So I have to take issue with Ricky from the fucking Confederate fucking Commonwealth. Fucking <laughs> Where to begin? And he's on fucking hold too. I don't. Does he watch us on the internet, or is he like major pain and just listens to the Ricky? Yeah. Uh, no, he uh, he 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 must right. He's probably listening to us right now. I know he. Uh, I know he doesn't use a smartphone. I say that because he is on hold. <laughs> so hopefully he hears what you have to say. Well, yeah. Um, actually, if you're if you're on hold, unless he's on actually watching you, then he won't hear. But uh, here's the problem. But uh, Ricky has Ricky has called in for the past couple of weeks uh, to both uh, Free Talk Live and Beard Talk Live, mm-hmm. talking about his. Nokia Lumia Windows phone and how it is God. better for blind people than Android. Yep. And that is just not totally true. How do you um, know? Because I am blind and I have used screen readers for over 20 years. I did not know that you were blind. I am. Nice. I've been using screen readers on different uh, different things for 20 years. I've used Windows, Mac, Linux, uh, Android, and iOS. And I can and Windows Phone, actually. And okay. I can tell you that what he says about Android is not correct. All right, let me ask you a question then. Um, what is, you've obviously listened to Ricky. You've got kind of an idea of, you know, maybe how old he is, what he, you know, his his level of intellect, that kind of thing. Which app do you think he should be using? Um, well, he's doing, he's making one mistake, and that's mixing up voice assistants like Cortana and Google Assistant. With things like narrator and talkback. So, narrator and talkback are screen readers. What you do is they you touch the screen and like swipe left and right and things like that, like you're flicking dust off of your screen or up and down. Yep. And you can navigate different things like web pages and apps and things like that. And it will tell you ele- what they call element by element what, what things you're landing on. It will speak them out loud. Okay. Now, Cortana and Google Assistant are voice assistants. You know, uh, hey Google, uh, what time is it? That kind of thing. Right. So when you're when he's talking about like Bixby or or Cortana, he's talking about a voice assistant. When he's talking about Talkback, he's talking about a screen reader, and those are two totally different things: voice input versus voice output. Uh huh. Well, we'll we'll relay the message. So those are, those are two totally totally separate things. All right, good to know. Um, is there Braille porn? Um, I don't know of any, but there is audio porn, and uh, it oh, was, yeah. or at least the, the the audio porn that I tried at one one single time was weird because it was this weird like fetish porn, and I was like, oh god, what the <laughs> hell is this? Well, that that is an option that they're integrating into Pornhub. <laughs> I, I imagine if I if I had no eyesight, I'd probably like uh, I, I'd probably go with sex stories being uh, read by a computer. Yeah, um, things like Fifty Shades of Grey would work because they're right? books. They're they're very erotic books, so that you could do. Um, but there are tactile displays um, that actually do put an image out in a a, a feelable form. I've seen. So you can feel like a virtual boob or something? Yeah. I've only seen them one time, and the resolution is really poor. I think the last time Mm. I played with it, the resolution was like 400 by 400. So it was 
it was really, really bad resolution. So, like, you could use it for, like, company logos and different things like that. But you're not going to use it for, like, YouTube videos or something like that. That's too high resolution. Sure. See, Robin Hood Men in Tights was onto something. <laughs> but the, those do indeed exist. So I guess you could have, um, you I guess you could have generated, like, tactile porn if you wanted to. Told you. Oh, I never disputed you. I just, you know, it's... It's interesting to have somebody, you know, confirm the the information and uh, allow us to ask questions. Of course, uh, I have to ask Silver Surfer. Silver Silver Surfer. I'm, nice. I'm in the Marvel universe. Suddenly. <laughs> Shortwave Surfer. Uh, do you have a beard? I kind of have a beard. It's very small. It's very short right now. I've had a problem where, like, I grow, I start to grow it out, and then it gets annoying, and I end up shaving it off. Well, try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying, but it, it just starts to like get super irritating, and then I shave it off. Yeah, you have I to start... you have to get past that before mm-hmm. it's before it settles in. Yeah, it it takes a minute, and not everybody is up to the challenge. So you know, uh, it's just fine if you don't end up doing it. But yeah, I'm, but there I'm there is an oasis beyond the desert of beard annoyance. Oh, and also <laughs> the the um. The, your song at the very beginning says oh, the beard. That God has a beard, yeah. right? And oh, yeah. that's that's very likely true. But here's uh, here's something for you. Your song says that God has a beard, but Ariana Grande, I don't know if you know her, she's a pop star. She says that God is a woman. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so is she is God a woman with a beard? Have you ever heard of the bearded clam? No, I have not. Oh, that's a slang term for pussy, the the thing, right? Oh, the, the vagina, right? Mm-hmm. And so clam, bearded clam just means hairy vagina. So uh, females do very well have beards, uh, whether uh, they shave them or, you know, cut them into pretty patterns or whatever is, you know, up to them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, the bearded clam. Okay. Oh, clam, C-L-A-M, gotcha, okay. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you said clan at first, like C-L-A-M, like a group of people. I was like, Oh, what? no, 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 C-L-A-M, as in like gotcha. the, the, the sea creature. <laughs> yeah, okay. With the shell yeah, and all so, that. Well, so she says that God is a woman, and, and yours says that God has a beard, so I guess that can both be true then. Well, it works really well with the music video, for one. Uh, <laughs> but also, okay, so... Which you can't see, so... I mean... Uh, the question of what do you mean by God comes up, but I mean, you probably include in whatever meaning of God you would use uh, something that is where both men and women come from, right? Right. Okay, so then wouldn't that have to contain both masculine and feminine? Oh, good point. I mean, among other things, those other things being, you know, reality. And all of the concepts yeah. that it gives us. Because when, when I think of God, the first thing I think of is like some like really tall ass dude with like a thick beard and shit like that. Like that's that's the first thing I think of sitting on like a throne or whatever. Yeah, in the music uh, video, they, they show, um, you know, uh, an old guy with gray hair. It's really long hair and it's a cartoon uh, image of a really old guy, long, long gray beard. It looks very wizardly, and the, but they're like, God has a beard, right? So a 1970s hippie? 
<laughs> Kinda. So, weirdly enough, uh, the 70s hippie, like the reason that 70s hippies have beards, for the most part, and the reason that uh, Jesus has a beard uh, is the same thing, because Jesus has a beard because uh, philosophers had beards. And there was this period of time where, like, what Jesus needed to be depicted as was a philosopher. And philosophers just have better shit to do than shave. Yeah, they got to philosophize and right. shit, man. Right. And 70s hippies have better shit to do than shave. Mm. Indeed. Uh, speaking of which, I was reading a book. Uh, speaking of philosophers, I was reading a book called Beacon Twenty Three, and this guy's a little bit. This guy's a little bit nuts. He's a veteran or whatever. Came back from uh, an alien war and shit like that. And he's he's alone in this uh, beacon on the edge of um, a sector in space, mm-hmm. and he comes across this. Again, he's hallucinating, but he comes across this rock that talks to him in a British accent, hmm. and. Um, he was talking to this guy about being a philosopher. Hmm? (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, he was talking to this guy about being a philosopher. And so the crazy PTSD veteran guy asks, so if you're a philosopher, like he's talking to a rock. And so he asks, if you're a philosopher, does that make you a philosopher's stone? (laughs) Oh my God, I fell for it. (laughs) I was like, that's terrible. That is pretty terrible. There's a uh, uh, there's a card in the card game by Wizards of the Coast called Magic the Gathering, and it's spelled S T O S T O N E R I S E. Now you know normal person would look at that and go stone rise. I look at it and I go stoner eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. So uh, on the subject of the philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what was know, it? You know the phrase uh, carved in stone, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Permanent. Right. Right. So if you think of what would a philosopher consider permanent, right? Now, is that something that might help people live longer? Like if a philosopher found something that they were absolutely certain of. Yeah. You might think that maybe that thing that they found would help people live longer. Sure. And maybe help them cure their diseases. I don't know that that's a requirement, but sure, if they found something and it helped people, that'd be great. I mean, so a philosopher questions everything, right? They think about all the stuff. Right. So if quest- if in questioning everything, you finally found something that you were sure of, something that was permanent, fixed... Yeah. Okay, well, holy shit, you found something that is absolutely fixed while you were looking at the entire everything. Okay, so from that fixed point that, okay, we're sure of this, you can use that fixed point for leverage to do all sorts of things. And some of those things include uh, making humans live longer and curing diseases and making people rich. Is it possible to find anything truly fixed in this universe, though? Because it seems the, like oh, everything is malleable at some point. Well, what's the old saying? The the only the only thing for certain is that nothing is for certain. Is it? That uncertainty is the only certain thing. There's another way of saying that, and I can't remember what it is, but you get the idea. But if uncertainty was certain, then it wouldn't be certain. I'm certain that uncertainty is certain. <laughs> Well, then something's certain. Certainly. Even if it's uncertainty. <laughs> Fair enough. Shortwave Surfer, are you certainly done? Or? Yep, that's, a, that's well, it. 
Well, hey, yeah, man, we appreciate the, the call. The, the Philosopher's Stone, that's the three things it was supposed to do. Lead into gold, uh, uh, immortality, and uh, curing all diseases. Uh, I mean... Now, I, if you actually turned lead into gold, you'd ruin the entire economic system. Yeah. But the idea is the same, that you increase wealth. Like, people think of uh, of gold as a way of being wealthy. So... The simplest version of that, the one that you would tell children, is turning lead into gold. Right, take something common, turn it into something valuable. On the other side of things, there was a like secret language of like uh, your chakras and like your basest self and your divine self that also is like your basest self is lead, your god self is gold. So you like bring yourself my basest self. Yeah, like, like most me playing bass. an Ibanez four string. No, playing no. the bass. That is definitely closer that, to the divine. That would be my bassist self. Mm. Bass est, not oh, bass ist. Most based. Yeah, I no, see. not most based. Oh, that that's your bassist. No, it is. Yeah, <laughs> always try to be your bassist. Wow, I guess that's good philosophy. But like the the uh, tall guy with a beard is like what you talk to children about. Okay, you're you're trying to express a, an idea of something infinite. Well, that's not going to happen. You have to use finite words to communicate to a finite mind. Okay, well, what do we know about it? Like, what are the attributes? Okay, well, we'll weave the attributes into a story. Well, what do we know about uh, this infinite creator of life? Well, it's wise. Well, what what do you experience in your life that kind of indicates wisdom? Well, I mean, there's these old gray beards, mm. and they seem to have a lot of this wisdom stuff. Okay, so this idea of uh, uh, an abstract that's wise gets a, a a big white beard. I see. Right. But uh, but that's not something you can tell kids. Is the you know infinite wisdom of this being? So you you tell him he has a beard. <laughs> It works. So it's the bearded guy. Yeah. It's the bearded guy. That's all you need to know. Uh, let's go do this thing again uh, because I th- we have more call. There's like we the do. phones. They're not packed, yeah. so there's room for you at 603-283-6160. But we've got calls, and let's go to this guy, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Going once. Beard Talk Live. Going once. I can see you there. I can't really hear anything, so I don't know if your phone's on mute. You got your headset muted. You got your handset muted. What are you doing? Did you butt dial? What's going on? Fuck. All right, well, he's going away. Let's go over here to this guy. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? I'm starting to think your uh, technical dudes are back again. Well, I'm not sure... All right, hang on. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? It's Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth. The, oh, the, that one the works. Only fu- yeah, of course. I'm like, you know, this is only going to be remedied one way. <laughs> That's by taking Ricky's fucking call, right? Hopefully, vicariously. Like, well, well it's, it's a long story if you're not listening to the show. So well, you should you thing. should re-listen that's to this show because someone called in to uh, tell you some stuff about uh, 
uh, how to use uh, your your handicap accessible uh, technology. Yep, and I'm far too inept at technology to like do a conference call with you and that guy, even though it's totally possible. I just don't remember well, how to do it. I think it, I I think it had to, to do with a well, screen okay, reader wait, is one of the things you need to look into. Oh, yeah, yeah, something about your... Your diatribes about the Windows Phone and how you're completely no, wrong. I, that's going to be no. Wait a minute, I'm not going to go into that. But that's going to be fine. God. Thank God. The, the reality is, talkback sucks. You know, you can't do shit with it. I want to have an experience like when I could see. I saw a 2400, but I could see. That's what I want. Touching shit, the tap it well. says what it is, and open it is not fucking good enough. Well, I'll tell and you what. An app and it's not Ricky, programmed Samsung Talkback. That don't work at all. So fuck it. I'll tell you what, so Ricky. I don't care what he said. If you actually no. want that, then you're going to have to wait a while. But if you live long enough, we are coming out with Cyber Eyes. Cyber Eyes? Well, no, yes. I'm just going to get yeah, my no, like optical, phone. like I don't care. Like cybernetic optical oh, implants are yes. are being developed yeah. now. If we had a half a decent okay. monetary system, we'd have we'd have decent uh, cyber eyes already. But no, yeah, they've been in development for quite some time. I remember uh, maybe a decade ago watching a documentary that was already old about uh, how they drilled a hole in the back of this girl's head and implanted uh, uh, some sensors onto a lens that they, like almost a contact lens that they put over her eye. They embedded some sensors, ran a couple of leads from that to the hole in her head where they plugged in this big old computer thing. It was something out of sci-fi, but it looked big and clunky. Like it was, you know, the the interface, the thing that they plugged into her head was made in like the 70s or something, right? It just had that 70s sci-fi vibe to it, <laughs> whoever the designers were, you know. Uh, but like she couldn't really see like shapes, or, but she could see, uh, no, I'm sorry, she couldn't see colors or anything with clarity, but she could see shapes, uh, like discolored shapes on a white background. And so that was progress at the time. Uh, for where they were with developing the, you know, sort of cyber eyes that, that you're talking about. No, nah, but I mean, basically, all before I go on, I did want to say, Captain, I am flexible. But what, if if at a point the call were done for tonight, if I could call back in so I could hear the rest of the show, that'd be great. You could always ignore me unless you want to pop me on for some unknown reason. Um, well, so I don't believe that... Our show is broadcasting when you're on hold. I believe it's a replay of Free Talk Live. Right. So you're not... No, you're... no, I mean, just when our call ends, you know, at the point like you put us on hold and all that shit the other night, that's cool. But say, you say thank you, Ricky, and it hangs up. I call back to listen to the number to call and to talk, and I just hang out. You just can ignore me, unless you want to pop me on for some unknown reason. I'll probably just... like the rest of the show. I'll pro... Right, but what I'm saying is... I can't allow you. I can only take one call at a time. And no, so, but you don't have to. You, don't, you just ignore me. Yeah, yeah. we, we don't I'm have the technological that, capability to do what you're asking. I have the and human And we don't ability. have the, the uh, <laughs> money to do it. So. Well, you can't ignore me? I, I can totally now, ignore you. If you want to listen to the rest of the show, you can you can go on the internet like everyone who's listening live now. I can't do that in the beginning of the next month. Oh, he's on the internet welfare program? No, that's when I'm going to get my damn new phone next month. Mm. Oh, is it a Windows Cortada? <laughs> that's right, it is. Is it really? Well, oh, I, I, I will be God. able to have an experience like a, like a, like a seeing person. I know, that, as opposed to a 
Samsung phone, which doesn't do much. Oh, Believe me, I'm See, we're, we're in this like weird, awkward mid-phase where we have the technology out of which we're going to build the Star Trek voice, uh, uh, you know, accessible computer, but we haven't. Ricky, you've caused both Major pain and uh, Tim from Florida, I think, to hang up. Well, I had something uh, more interesting to talk about quickly, if I may. Well, it better you be know, interesting. I will be. I won't now, hold my breath. Know, here, now it is. Oh, look, you're making uh, peakless leave now. He's like, oh, I got a no, minute. Here in the, gotta, no, wait a minute. Go. Here he goes. Oh, uh, he's... Here in the Commonwealth, we used to have a slogan for quite a while God. that was, you've got a friend in Pennsylvania. Now, that's basically true, I would say, to Pennsylvania people that were, you know, natives of PA. They were born here. But here's the problem. There's, that's not entirely true because that does not extend to New Yorkers. Mm. Now, it's a known fact that Pennsylvania natives, and like myself, hate fucking New Yorkers. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, first of all, they're all fucking status. I mean, like right now, they're basically communists, you know? And if you go back, I don't know, about 15, 20 years ago, there was a big problem because, one, they somehow were able to infiltrate the townships. Like where I, where I have my property, I don't live there anymore. But at the time, you know, I'm like nine or 12, whatever it was, township members, they were all New Yorkers but one. Peakless. They were doing all crazy. Huh? Sorry, I was just calling peakless. No, but they were doing all kinds of crazy shit, fucking shit up. And they were they also infiltrated some other part of the, the local government. And they basically were gaining control over wait, wait, the wait, county. Wait. So so you're trying to tell me that there's uh there's hatred between uh, Pennsylvanians and New Yorkers because why? It goes way back for a lot of reasons, you know, but mostly they're fucking status and the opposite of us. But like I said, it was 20 years ago. They infiltrated the townships and got on the township boards, and they did something else with that. I'm pretty sure Pennsylvania is full of statists. Huh? I'm pretty sure Pennsylvania is full of statists. Oh, there are statists here, but, I mean, majority of us are not. You know what I mean? People come in from Jersey, fucking New York, and they wanted to turn it into fucking New York. I mean, New Yorkers are the worst. If you like New York, stay the fuck there. You know, and what happened is, I mean, the government eventually got involved because they gained control of so many of the counties through the townships, and it was something else that uh, they got involved, and then the locals got involved with, and there was a big to-do and, and pretty quickly, we just got rid of these fucking people off the boards. How, how did you, you know, get rid of them? Uh, well, voting them the fuck out. And, uh, I mean, and yeah. the government was involved in that. You know, it was a big problem. I mean, it really was terrible. I'm a little, you know, because, a little unclear you know, about what the problem was. That, but... I mean, it goes way back. I mean, New Yorkers would come in. And they want to turn it into fucking New York. You know, All their bullshit. You sound like the the people who are again who who don't want to let Mexicans cross the border in the South. Not at all. I don't have a problem with New Yorkers coming here if they come here and like assimilate and do things our fucking way, like it's been done. See, for the, again, you sound years. just like the people who talk about the Mexicans coming over well, the border. Well, he's got a point, though. I mean, well, wait a minute. It, it's just want, like we were talking to, with well, uh, with California earlier. Like, do you want which of these things are you going to do? Like, in New Hampshire? 
Like if you if you are spreading New Yorker communist culture, sure. then I don't want you to to go somewhere and refuse to integrate yourself. Whereas yeah, I mean, if you you're fleeing New answer. York to get somewhere free, man, that's like so many people that I meet and I am so happy to have them here. They're like, yeah, we He's got what? out of New York to be here. It's like, oh, wow, awesome. If they're coming here to be free and work at being free, more importantly. Right. That's the question. Well, what about this? What if they come there and they're pure fucking status? Do you want them in New York? Do you want New Yorkers in New Hampshire? No. Because that's what the fuck was coming here big time. And, and and still, I mean, still, I mean, do. I mean, not so much these days. You know, they're hanging out in New York now. But, you know, they were coming down in droves, you know, droves. It was like a flood of these people. And they bring all their New York ways with all their New York politics. You know what the funny thing is with New Yorkers? Hmm. They say it's Canadians? every New Yorker's God-given right to be <laughs> pissed off. And I can understand why. Because these assholes, what they'll do is they'll elect somebody you know, and they're they're real dumbasses. These people. And these and what the happens is the elected official fucks them over, and then they're pissed off because they're all fucking status. Okay, you know? hey, hey, Ricky, thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to this guy, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, good lord! I'm finally accepted into the clan. <laughs> the, the the clam. The clan. We're we're not we're not part of the clan. Just to be You're clear. Uh, well, no, no. There, long before the Ku Klux Klan, there was the Irish. We're all clannish. Uh, or tribal. Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod? Highlander? There can be only <laughs> one? The Quickening? No, you're not going to come after me with your sword, boy. All right. Well, who the fuck I are you? I don't know where you're heading with this, but that's not what I was thinking. Well, we asked you a question. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Oh, it's Major Payne. Oh, hey, Major. Didn't well, recognize like you. you. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't Believable. Totally didn't recognize yeah. you. But uh, also, oh, <laughs> There you go. There you go. Also didn't have your caller ID in front of me either, so. Oh, so you was retarded like the rest of us. Well, congratulations. No, I, I actually have your caller ID. Well, not the caller ID. We've... We've labeled it so that when you call in, it just says major pain. Yeah, I know. Right. I, I I have. You probably got my blood test. I do not know. I do not have your blood Did test. Did you just call me a vampire? We are up late at night. Well, I don't know how much you suck, but that's all of your own accord. Oh, Touche. I, I know. I didn't call you anything. Douche. Where were you calling, Major? Well, I have, I know how you like to make these uh, metaphoric faux pas songs, what do they call them, spoofs or... Parodies. Parodies, yes, that's the word. You well, you remember metaphor? the old song, I, I Got Two Tickets to Paradise? I know that song, yes. All right. I got two ticks in a paralyze. Don't you know they keep the girls away at night? It damn near writes itself. <laughs> there you have it there you have it everybody it, it damn near writes itself <laughs> i mean you think about this you want to do a stage show you know you, you're, you were talking about this guy with the inflamed cock 
throwing fireworks out of well, it. Well, I'll tell you what, Major. If it practically writes itself, then get a pen. Because that's the standard. Well, if do, you actually I make the know. song, I, then I, actually I, make the song. You got to do the I whole song. You got to do all the lyrics, not just the, the catchy part, not just the chorus. Right. You do the well, whole I know. song. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just planting the seed, dude. I'm just, <laughs> Is that really the seed you want to be planting, Major? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it would, could be a pretty good stage show because I'm envisioning the captain. He's talking about all these freak shows where they got giant um, cocks, for lack of a better word, shooting out. Foods and fireworks and whatnot. You know that. I'm just you know you're on the show where you can you can cuss and say bad words, right? Dude, this is fuck me land. There I can say anything I want. There's right? the major. I knew he was in there right. somewhere. So, <laughs> you just got to get him cussing a little you bit. You know, I I really didn't need to imagine that stage show. Thank you very much. Yeah, I also did not need. I could have gone the rest of my life. Yeah. I think most, I never imagined that stage show. I think probably all of our listener could have uh, gone without that. <laughs> all of our listener. All of your listener? You mean you got one? If we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that would be me. No, but I'm, no I'm you're just... a caller. That's a far different different animal than a listener. A listener is somebody well, who I, tunes in I, and listens. You're a caller. You You just call. You don't tune in and listen. You just call. Oh, no. Well, on this particular show, because I have no other option. Uh, you you don't have the internet? Is that or is that not corrupt? Uh, do you have the internet? No. Oh. I'm, I'm running off an old cell phone or an old flip phone. Yep, yep. Then, then, then yep, that's, that's and, how you got to roll. you know roll. what? No, well, this is, this is something. I got I to give uh, old Ricky from the Commonwealth a little kudos, because <laughs> he was talking to Ian the other night. And he was saying how he was running off an old flip phone. And uh, he runs off his speakerphone, which is the same thing I'm doing right now. What I've done is I take my speakerphone or my flip phone and I put it up against my tablet and it kind of makes it like an echo chamber. Huh. I And I've talked to you guys on, you know, with the phone to my ear and it on speaker. And you tell me I sound better this way. You do sound so, better the way you're talking to us right now, yes. Yeah, on speakerphone. And oh. Ricky from the Commonwealth said that that's how he was rolling, and uh, Ian poo-pooed him. Hmm. Well, maybe Ricky from the Commonwealth just sounds like shit naturally. <sighs> well, Ricky from the Commonwealth has some pretty crazy ideas. I mean, that's I don't know fact. how you that's a fact. I don't know how you can uh, think you have the vision of Jefferson when you still are lost in the Confederacy. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I will say this much in favor of Confederacies. Uh, the one that we had uh, before this version of the United States was better. Like, it, even if you look into the encyclopedias, they'll all say, oh, well, we, it, it, the federal government just wasn't powerful enough. Yeah. It couldn't deal with this, this, and this. It's like... It wasn't supposed to. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to. We were supposed to have our own societies. We were supposed to be that free was, men. That was the whole experiment that we were trying to do here. Quite literally, the government is robbing humans of uh, their sovereignty, of their freedom. Quite literally. Yeah. 
and and people will go, but well, you can travel anywhere you want. You can buy a plane ticket. Okay, but like, how much of my life's effort has to go to the assholes in bureaucracies in order for me to do so? Mm-hmm. Right? How much of my life's effort have I given up just for the you know two weeks a year? Right? That that I get right because twenty five to fifty percent of my income goes to taxation. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't know. And, and honestly, like, uh, okay, they're, they're like, oh, well, if you don't like it, you can leave it. It's like, okay, well, two things about that. If you're paying the first for it. One, the first one, of course, is that I can leave one plantation to go to another one. Yep. Uh, the second one is even if I go to a different country, that is no guarantee that the United States will not fuck with me. Yep, absolutely. Oh, so now you want me to expose myself to their foreign policy? Because <laughs> that's been real, you know, Peaceful. Peachy. You know, they don't just assassinate people across the world from time to time because it's convenient. Oh, you mean constantly? Oh, yeah, yeah. That. And yet, people have this faith that you literally just cannot do anything unless we have one gang rule them all. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah, everyone should be their own gang. That's it. That's how it works. That's how it should be. That's how humanity goes forward. That's how humanity evolves. We have to get past the barbaric and ancient idea that one group of men it has more power than the rest of us. They do not. Nor can they you give it to them. They, they have no more rights than you or I. Uh, ask them where they got them from if they claim they do. We're right back to the clans. The people that are your neighbors, the elders that you respect, make decisions amongst the squabbles and pitiless of the people. Well, clans were actually far more uh, uh, family specific than that. Yeah, they were hierarchies. Well, true family enough, hierarchies. because yeah. they, they were all interrelated. So you'd, mean, you'd have multiple clans in a village, is what I'm saying. Whereas in a village, you can have, you know, this is the uh, these are the wise people whose opinions we respect. Council. Therefore, you would have a council yeah. of the clan elders. The right? council of incredibly high hosts. <laughs> well, who should you trust yourself to? Your neighbors or some some bitch seven hundred and fifty miles away? Right. Oh shit! Tim Tim from Florida called and he hung up again. What's well, that? don't worry. I will tell you who your peers are, and then I will select those peers for you. This is how yeah, you get a fair trial. Yeah. Selection. Bullshit. I know that's all bullshit. Yeah. They select who they want. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why I, it's called jury selection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is why we need to also, supersede and, and their authority. Shopping too, right? We got judge shopping too. Let's take it to the most. Um, indiscriminate son of a bitch that sees it our way. Yep. Mm. Yeah, let's make sure that someone who never really answers to the law dishes it out on the rest of us. That seems like a great idea. Oh, I always love it when I get fucked up the ass with a sandpaper condom. Sounds like the justice system. Yep. That's been my experience. Yeah, that's kind of what you get with monopolies. Fact. Especially one on violence or the initiation of force. Right. 
But I mean, hell, if you allow any monopoly, like if you just, okay, our society has the rule, there will be this monopoly on this. It literally doesn't matter what you pick. Eventually, that monopoly will also control force. And then, when they are a monopoly on force, they will control everything. Yeah. And then no one can fucking move. And when we can't make our own decisions and use that distributed network of mental powers that causes us to be wealthy, then we all starve. Yeah, Every fucking time. It's interesting to me to note that most people don't even acknowledge the fact that every grain of sand on planet Earth is claimed by a government. There is no more areas of planet Earth that are free of, of, of statism, that are free of uh, men wanting to rule and, and, and claim uh, over other men. No one like pays it any attention at all. They're just like, oh well, yeah, that's just how it is, you know. Uh, Major, how hang- can that be? Uh, a deer is allowed to roam. A buffalo, well, they used to be allowed to roam, but yeah. all the critters are allowed insurmountable border crossings with no problem. Yep. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a travesty. Uh, Major, hang on. Let's try uh, this guy again. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, it's Tim from Florida. Hey, there hey. you are. All right. Welcome, Tim from Florida. Right. We fight. We've overcome yeah. the technicalties twice. Uh, some people have called and hung up a few times, but I think we've gotten through all of the callers that were there when the phones were packed. All right. There's no technicalties with me. No, I know. I, just, were, hung up, I just hung up five times. We, we had other technicalties before earlier in the show, so it's fine. Uh, Tim from Florida, what the fuck is on your mind? Oh, well, I watch you on Odyssey. Nice. And, um, well, when I call in, I put the TV on mute uh, so that when you answer, there's not going to be any feedback. But the problem with that is, you know, when when you say, hey, who is this? Uh, I have no clue what you guys are talking about at that point. Yeah, so, yeah. That's part yeah. of the reason I was that's, hanging up, uh, by the way. That's part of the reason I was hanging up. That's a feature, not like, a bug. Oh, gotta... It's well, a feature, not a bug. It's an unintentional feature. Well, you know what? I'm perfectly happy that the major wasn't going to talk about what you know, Ricky was talking about, and I'm perfectly happy to have Tim talk about whatever the fuck Tim wants to talk about instead of uh, whatever we were talking about a moment ago. Look, um, for those of you who are listening who agree with Tim from Florida that when you call... Uh, and you're on hold, you're not hearing Beard Talk Live, you're hearing a replay of Free Talk Live while you're on hold. Uh, We all know that there is likely a technical solution for that. Uh, These technical solutions cost money. And we here at Beard Talk Live uh, have been forgetting to tell everybody that in the description of our shows now, uh, it's been the last couple, two, three weeks or so, uh, in the description of our shows, so if not when we're doing it live, but like when you see the replay or the podcast uh, or you come back to Odyssey to watch, you know, a previous episode uh, in the description will be some cryptocurrency addresses. I believe currently, what is it? Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, mm-hmm. I think are the two. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, uh, what Bitcoin Cash and um, Monero. And no, 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 we don't have the Monero one yet. Yeah, so there's oh, BTC. Oh, no, it's Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you're BTC right. BTC and Bitcoin Cash. 
So if you want to help us get to a point where we can maybe uh, afford to fix this feature, that seems to bother people. I don't people. see that. I don't. I don't see that on on the Odyssey video. No, you won't see it on the video. It it only appears on the replay at this point. Mm. Uh, I have yet to be able to put it on the video. But what we can do is we can use old technology to our advantage, and we could probably get somebody to I don't know take a screenshot of it, print it out, and then hold it up to a camera during the show. Like a QR code that a yeah. guy could scan, for example. You know, we'll we'll work on that. We'll work on outsmarting the technology. Uh, you know, but it's probably not gonna happen like this minute. That's true. Uh also if folks want to support the show, uh they can go to Amazon dot com or wherever if you're in another country, you know, whatever the appropriate dot whatever it is for your URL dot JP for Japan. Uh, and type in in the Amazon search bar, not your address bar, but the Amazon search bar, beard space talk space live, uh, and hit enter. You might have to add the word shirt or something like that. You will find a beard talk live shirt that has the logo uh, as appears in the bottom uh, right hand corner of your screen if you're watching us on Odyssey. Uh, it's a T-shirt. Uh, it's twenty bucks, and uh, it's our official merchandise. Uh, we get. You know, a few bucks off every shirt that's sold. So uh, if you want to help out, uh, we do not get paid for this. Uh, we're actually borrowing the Free Talk Live studio to make this show happen. And so if we can get more support, yeah, we can start doing more fun stuff. So uh, we will make the links for our cryptocurrency addresses more available. And uh, also we'll probably do some more shirts in the future too. Also, if you're going to be uh, at actually, uh, at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, we will be selling our Beard Talk Live shirts there. And Captain Kick-Ass shirts. That's right. I've got an idea. It's actually your idea, but you don't realize it yet uh, for your next T-shirt. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> yep. Uh, I'm listening. I, I'm, I'm so pro-gun, I support arming the blind. <laughs> <laughs> and that was True. your idea. It's true. Uh, I I am so pro gun that I support arming the blind. It's true. Yes. You don't like okay, and this is evidenced by something known as the 12 gauge shotgun. <laughs> you don't really need to you just kind of have to know the general direction of your adversary. You know, uh, and I you think can, my ears are probably good enough to operate that. Yeah, I think any blind man uh who can hear, right? Uh, will be able to, you know, get a sense of direction from what they call the oral cues. That's A-U-R-A-L uh, cues, which is, uh, the you know, how your head dissects what direction a sound is coming from. Mm. And so, you know, like you could probably tell us, uh, but like if you close your eyes, you know, and you hear something, you know if it came from the left or the right or in front of you or behind you just instinctually. Uh, and so with that, you have enough ability to aim a 12-gauge sh shotgun in somebody's direction. Most likely. I, I, I can think of a better scenario, you know, where, where basically, you know, someone's already come up to you, and, and if you're blind and you have a sidearm actually strapped to you, uh, you know, and the person is unaware, and you're already in, you, you can reach out and touch the person because, you know, they're actually attacking you in some fashion yeah and you know at that point 
It's over. Yep. Yep. Yeah, close quarters combat, uh, especially for handguns. You know, I mean, that's that's effective stuff. Yeah, what's wild is that the majority of uh, shots fired in combat, like all of the you know people trying to kill each other, whether uh, military even or or just you know gangs on the streets or whatever, most of the shots fired are within like twelve feet of each other. Wow. Yeah. So if you can close like six feet, then you are probably within hand-to-hand combat of anyone who's likely to pull a gun on you. However, they are a great equalizer for a reason. Because, like, you know, I'm a big guy and I know martial arts. So that gives me this huge advantage until you have a gun. Yep. Then you can be, you know, very small, Yep. completely untrained, and you are absolutely dangerous to my existence. Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, uh, these these women who are afraid of, of 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 men and rapists and things and you know they're carrying the mace and the and the rape whistle and that kind of thing. It's like okay, but like <laughs> you know if you just carried a gun, <laughs> you'd probably feel far more confident everywhere you went. Mm-hmm. You know, you you would lose that fear immediately. Also, in my opinion, I don't know. I mean, there's probably plenty of people who are like. You know, I I haven't been maced before, but I think I can take it. Whereas there are people who can, a, yeah. Whereas if someone sees a gun, they're like, "Oh fuck, I better stop trying this and run away." Yeah, yeah. Trade in the rape whistle for for a firearm. That's right? my advice to women. Yeah, yeah. Then again, I can't imagine having a daughter that you don't train to like defend themselves here i am an evil man advocating for arming women like what how dare i what why on earth (laughs) would you have a daughter that you don't train to defend themselves yeah how dare i advocate for the safety sorry go ahead i'm sorry but if i could train my uh pit bull you know uh, my female pit bull to you know a fire firearm i would That sounds uh, a a little bit like a shark with a laser on their head, might, but still. I might go. Yeah. S- I might go see that at the circus you travel <laughs> around in. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right, hey Tim, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, let's go. I guess we gotta fucking now. Let's let's go back here, Major. Good Lord. Do you believe in arming pit bulls? I believe in arming pit bulls. Is that what you said? Do you? That is what I said. I don't think pit bulls need arming. I think they got enough in their own face. (laughs) Uh, Major, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Whiskey, water. Okay. It's acceptable. Pit bulls. Pit bulls got a bad rap, dude. Seems how you wanted to bring that oh, up. Oh, they are such sweet dogs. Oh, yeah, they got the same bad rap the that they. Rascals. Yeah, they got the, the same. Little rascals. The little rascals dog was a pit bull. Yep. Yeah, they got the same bad rap that the Dobermans had before them, uh, and that no, the, the German Dobermans. and that the German nope. shepherds had before them. It's never no, about. No, no, it's no, never no, about the breed about of dogs. Look, Captain, look, wrong about major, the major. It's what? it's never about the breed of dog. It's about the training. 
Well, this is partially true, but as far as the Dobermans go, they were bred by Hitler from greyhounds and Rottweilers, and it was the whole breed stock started out of like 19 to 21 dogs. So there were serious inbreeding problems. I mean, that's that's what happens with all of the purebred versions of dogs, right? Uh, German Shepherds are infamous for hip problems for the same fucking reason, right? Cause they, well, that's dysplasia, but that's not mental discapabilities. I'm sorry, it's not what? They were bred. The Dobermans were bred to release on the American lines as attack dogs. They were bred to be the new wolf. That was the purpose from Hitler of the Doberman. Sure, but it's still about the training. Like you can breed all you want, and it's it's going to have uh, zero effect on the breed's actual dangerousness. So Dobermans were first bred in the 1880s by Carl Frederick Louis Doberman in Apolda, Thuringia, Germany, a tax collector who ran the Apolda Dog Pound. Tax so, no, it wasn't Hitler. Do you think Hitler got all his ideas out of his own pocket? Oh, hell no. On, okay, okay, fine. If you want to bring up Hitler, let's talk about Hitler. Oh, okay, God. so I've Hitler. Lost. I don't want to bring up Hitler. Hold on, hold on. I didn't bring up the damn Dobermans. So, Hitler was a designed product. So he was, I'm serious, he was told this, like, prophecy of this coming ruler, right? Until this very particular point where they all let him know. And by they, I mean they, there was this secret society uh, called the Thule Society. And they told him, hey, there's this coming Messiah figure, right? And then all of a sudden the story changed to you're the, the coming Messiah figure. So that's why I wouldn't go back in time and kill Hitler is because they would just bring up another uh, uh, German who had been in the army who was very dissatisfied and could really raise a crowd with speaking. They would have just picked a different Hitler and run him through the same training and we would have gotten the same result. You are watching uh, the Hitler uh, channel. <laughs> I remember that. The big H. <laughs> but no, he didn't invent Dobermans. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I think Major Payne is that guy that used to like hang out at the bar, like before the internet, where yeah. you'd be just you'd in, you'd be in the bar, you'd be wondering some weird ass question, and you would just ask people in the bar, and Major Payne would be like, okay, let me tell you this, <laughs> and like you just believed whatever came out of his what mouth. What choice did you have? Because you didn't have any choice, and then you spent like the next week or whatever talking with your friends about, hey, remember we were at the bar and that drunk guy told us that Hitler invented Dobermans? Mm -hmm. That was neat, man. Yeah. So okay, I think so there's a digital, I think there's a digital, hey, 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 I think there's a digital version of that that's about to happen. So uh, right now we have AIs that can like deep fake videos, but we have a blockchain that can be, uh, that, that can serve as a, a, an authenticator of time. So we know for a fact this information was, uh, it, it was encoded at this time. So people can make blockchains to make records of what they've figured out for sure at that time. And we may not know whether what they figured out was right or not, yeah. but we will know for sure that that was what was figured out at that time. Because here's the little fingerprint that is the hash code yeah. of this chunk of information. And it had to be at this time. 
Major knows uh, some history, so he has proven by his calls from time to time. Uh, and I want to talk about the uh, historical impact of the blockchain. And by what I mean by historical impact, up until the blockchain was invented, this is a, an underrated, untalked about feature use case of cryptocurrency or, or the blockchain. Up until it was invented, history was written by the winners. Mm -hmm. Right, wherever the wars were, right. Whenever you won, you like okay. Now we get to do, and it's they call it revisionist or whatever it is. You basically get to write the books about like okay, you know, this is what happened, and like only your side of the story sort of, sort of carries on from a political perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time in human history, we have the ability for everyone to write history simultaneously, with the added bonus of it being unerasable. Right. Right. Unerasable. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you historians out there who love history uh, and spend your nights finding obscure articles and books and, you know, that kind of, oh, it's a rear print or oh, and, whatever. And there's, and there's even this uh, form of historian that goes out and finds the physical evidence and frequently disproves uh, the story that they've, you know, and, and oh, well, actually, this battle of the Civil War didn't go this way right. uh, because we found this, you know, bullet over here and whatnot. Yep. And that will all be completely unnecessary for whatever we decide to encode into these uh, distributed blockchains. Yeah. And so, and and it, it'll be like, kind of like Wikipedia, but on an individual basis where you can just add whatever, right? History can now be written by individuals and every side of the story, if you will, uh, can be permanent so that future generations of humans can get the full picture and not just one, uh, you know, tiny slice by, uh, you know, selected winners of wars. Right. Right. And that in and of itself, I think, is going to change humanity. Well, yeah. what you're talking about is history being written by the by the winners. No, and, we're talking well, about the other no, thing. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about previously. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Up to history this point. was written by winners, yes. Please give me a second, all right? Yeah. The original base of the word, his story, that goes back to Jesus. No. That's when they changed the clock. That's why it's now 21, 23, or whatever the fuck it is. B.C. or D. Yeah. A.D. Yeah. All right. That has nothing to do with, with the word history. Oh my God! You, no, it no, comes from Estuar. It's French. If you break it down in Latin, it's not Jesus's story, major. Fucking word. However, uh, Jesus is the uh, the the what year it is. So uh, through throughout human history, right. they have and, exactly and BC, right. anno domini. Throughout human history, they have always uh, accounted for time by whose reign it is in the first year of the rule of Midas the second or whatever, right? right. right? So. The year 2023 of the reign of the one king. That's what that is. It is of the year of the reign of that king, that one king being Jesus Christ, which is why slavery ended. Is like, wait a second, we've all agreed there's only one king and it's Jesus Christ, so you can't reign over other men. You can't own another man. Wouldn't it be nice if we could bring that to fruition? Major? Well, that was the original intention, wasn't it? Right. 
but that's not where the word history comes from. Well, I, I, I would beg to differ with you, but um, that's probably a conversation for another bottle. Well, fair enough. <laughs> hey, Major, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, let's go back over here to this fucking guy. Hey, Captain. Oh, it's fucking Ricky. It is. Cowell, no doubt. Yeah. 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 Well, you're back on the show. So I got a I got a question for you, Ricky. Uh, Certainly. How did you even notice the difference when New Yorkers showed up? Like Pennsylvania has fucking Philadelphia in it. I mean, yeah, seriously, so that they place got like their own universe over there in Philly. Yeah, I mean, that's what New York is like, man. Okay, so yeah, there's upstate New York. Example of PA. Right, so like there's upstate New York, and yeah. that's I mean it, it's the same kind of country that uh, New Hampshire is for the most part. Yep. Well, no, it's I don't that... have a problem with upstate New York, really. That's not an issue. It's the New York City fucking yeah. people. These are the ones that infiltrated the townships like that. It was an evil plan. Yeah, this is all over the internet and shit. You can do see documented history. They did this. It was a big problem. I don't know if that ever happened anywhere else, but it happened here, I don't know, about 20 years ago or so. Well, you know? I'll tell you what it is, man. Missionaries. Missionaries from a cult. So it's the cult of be, statism. Man. Now, you have oh, yourself man. been infected by a version of this. It's just right. a, a, a less deadly version of the cult of the state. But, but why go to a decent place like PA and try to take it over? I, that's like evil. Because I don't get you were it. ripe for it. I mean, why? Look. Because we have. Because we're deep. No, we, they just fucking came. I mean, we. You had a friend in Pennsylvania, true, but they just fucking came. I mean, there was always dislike for New Yorkers since so, I was a kid. Wait, wait, wait. So what you you're know, telling me is it. that is that Pennsylvania selected a poor slogan? Is what you're telling that. me. What's the slogan in New Hampshire? Oh, yeah, that's a live free or die free, isn't it? Live Damn free right. or die. There's more to that, now, but that's what's on the license plate. Well, one thing I'll say, in all honesty, on another topic. I mean, this came up like today, you know? Uh, I mean, tonight, actually, on another program. No, we and it was know. a while back where I described what I am. I mean... In all honesty, if you not only look at me back throughout 2017, but pretty much since I came back, the Confederate Democrat, no, he's not a libertarian. But I know the one night Ian was talking to me, asking me questions. He remembers me for years ago. I mean, I'm very close to a libertarian. I'm not, mm -hmm. but I'm closer to that. Probably yeah, like I, I said, you things. have been infected with a less deadly form, a, a less virulent form, if you will, of statism. Your particular well, form of statism. Yes, you are. You're Confederate. You Confederacy is a form of state. What is it? Confederacy is just another form of state. How do you figure that? In the you same way that I figure that monarchy right? is another form of statism. I, okay. So you want no government at all. That's correct. Okay, I want so to govern my own life, my own self. Okay, so you're an anarchist. Sure. Okay, we well, have. Yeah, feel free to do that. Depending the on which kind why, you mean, because there's plenty of people that call themselves anarchists that are, you know, 
Marxists. Yeah, so voluntarist yeah, I mean, is know. probably a better I mean, term. Anarchists have the total right to be anarchists. Now, see, here's my oh, no, they don't. No, they don't. The anarchists don't have right to be anarchists. Uh, free men do not have the right to be free because if you try, men in costumes with guns and shiny things pinned to their chest will come for you. Well, well we have the I right, but not the power. Captain. I mean, one. I mean, in defense of what I'm saying. You know, I don't want anything like the federal government or anything like that. Are like you kidding like me? Do you know what a confederacy is? Yes. Right. It is one step down from a federation. Do you know what the yeah, United States of America is? Like, the federal government is? It is a federation. Right, like I would like to see it. Like it was when Jefferson was president, because at that It'd time, it'd be a step in the right direction, but it would grow would to exactly the this size. And the federal government was basically optional. That would be fine. Yeah, and look what happened. Well, unfortunately, Jefferson can't be president and live forever. Yeah, unfortunately, Jefferson can't be president and live forever. Also, it's his fault. This is absolutely 100% his fault just as much as anyone else's. He had no right to make the Louisiana Purchase. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? He acted beyond the powers that he himself had insisted on for the president. And guess what? Everyone after him did too. So let me ask so you So if this, he Pete. himself had just stuck to his own Jeffersonian ideals, then... Well, then we wouldn't have gone down the course. Well, the government always question. goes down, Ricky. A confederacy will always devolve into tyranny because that's what a monopoly does. Well, let me ask you one question. Well, let's talk about the Louisiana Purchase. Now, let's say that didn't happen. Let's and we say. just dealt with what we have with the colonies and all that stuff. And do you think that would have prevented something like the Civil War? Yes, absolutely. In what sense? Okay, so... If he had not expanded the powers of the president beyond what was written down, and specifically against the limitations that had been written down, if he had not expanded the powers of the presidency beyond that for one term, especially while we were figuring out what this thing was, then no one else would have been allowed socially to do more than what a founding father had done themselves. And, the and fact, that would have at least made this fucking thing take longer. And and the fact that there was the ability for some person to go, mm, I'm just going to expand this thing and like write okay. it down and like make it happen makes it just proves the fact that the system is faulty. Yeah. They had okay, just so written this thing down where the, the, the Congress are the ones that get to make purchases. They had just come to this fucking agreement. And wouldn't you know it? So, like, I mean, call it God, call it karma, call it whatever you want to call it. But when you break your fucking word, the universe gets even with you every fucking time. Let me, let me and he broke this. his word. They had done this big old ceremony to sign this piece mm -hmm. of paper saying, I don't get to spend all this money. Here's how that money gets spent. And what does he do? He spends all this money. Okay, mm -hmm. well, you know what? You, If you're going to plant the seeds of iniquity, what do you think is going to grow? All right, well, let me ask you this one, Peakless. Now, okay, so let's Go to current time. Okay, you hang on, hang on, Ricky, Ricky, we have to take a break, so stand by. Uh, we're going to go to a break <laughs> right now. I'm going to play uh, some music for y'all. 
Uh, while we do our break, we'll be back. 603-283-6160. Give us like eight minutes, ten minutes. This is Beard Talk Live. Yeah. 
Yes, Beards Talk Live resumes. So, when I was in doing the band thing, right, and when I was in bands and we would have our rehearsals or whatever, we would would run through our set list and then take a break and then run through our set list again for whatever, you know, the next show was or whatever. And we would call that our union break. Now, as a uh, philosophical anarchist, I... I don't know. I don't want to call it union break when we take one. I, there's got to be a better term for what's the more. I'm fine with it. What's the more voluntary term for Dude, union unions? Unions are totally voluntarist, unless they get the state enforcing all of their union oh, shit, which they do. Well, they do now, but they did. Look, the reason unions formed was in response to the corporations. That is true. Like, the corporations were these companies that had taken powers from the state and were fucking everyone because that's what happens. That's what you do with powers you get from the state. Yeah. And so unions formed as this way of standing up to that, which worked for a really long time. Like, they tried to stamp it down, and it didn't stamp down. So they incorporated it. Uh, Before we go on... Uh, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, uh, if you want to call, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. I'm the Reverend Captain Kickass. Who are you? Beakless Mountaineer. We're bearded fellas. Show's called Beer Talk Live. Uh, I wanted to say about about the break music, Sepultura, uh, this album, Chaos AD, has a a very uh, rebellious yet freedom sort of minded uh, bend to it. Uh, the track listing, uh, number one, refuse, resist. I'm like, yep, that's pretty good. Territory, track two. Uh, Slave New World, track three. I like that because it's a play on words, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a brave new world, it's a yeah. slave new world. Yeah, not the Aldous Huxley uh, bu- uh, book. Propaganda, Nomad, Biotech is Godzilla. I mean, the list goes on. Do you know Aldous Huxley also wrote a book on uh, mescaline? Wait, he wrote a book about mescaline or he wrote a book while he was on mescaline? Both. Are they the same book? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was called The Doors of Perception. Would that be like writing a book about acid while tripping on acid? Mm-hmm. And it, I'll bet. it'd be called something like the acid uh, vision. Or something. Well, you know, uh, edit sober, write drunk, right? It's true that literary people generally have alcohol problems mm. or develop frequently them, or develop them at least yeah. disproportionately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not all of them, obviously. Yeah, tough to tell wh- uh, which one's the chicken and which one's the egg, though. You know, yeah. Like, is it the uh, being a writer that you have to compensate by drinking alcohol, or is it the drinking alcohol and then having you know emotional outbursts? Oh, it causes that the you writing. need to you know <laughs> focus those emotional outbursts into creative uh, endeavors. Yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine being like an ancient dude, you know, with like quill and fucking you know an actual feather, right? And oh yeah, bottle of ink and. You're writing all in cursive and shit. Yeah. There's some there's some young listener out there going, what the fuck's cursive? They don't teach that shit. Yeah, there's this, uh, 
there's this uh, pretty decent bit that uh, Joe Rogan does. Uh, so what he expects the founding fathers to say is, you mean you didn't write any new shit? Dude, I wrote that with a feather. Yeah. So yeah, you think like they, they someone went out and plucked this thing out of a bird. And then this thing that they plucked out of a bird, they whittled yes. with a knife. And that is what wrote the contract they that you were into, expected yeah. to perform to. Yeah. Not that that happens. Can you imagine being like a like a quill pen maker? Oh yeah. Like like back in the day when oh, like yeah. production was high. Yeah, right? it turns you know? out like you gotta, you know, breed your own birds <laughs> for their ideal quills. Yeah. I wonder if uh I wonder if birds get bad reputations for being violent like dogs do. They don't because people don't keep like you know, the neighbor next door to here doesn't have a peacock, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> people don't keep birds as a common household pet of, of that size. You know, now I want to have a junkyard that I get protected by geese. I heard Dave got an ostrich yesterday. Yeah. I, I didn't. No, I didn't hear that at all. I'm just making shit up because that doesn't happen, right? <laughs> I did, however, see recently... No, seriously, I would totally protect my junkyard with geese. Those suckers are mean and, like, way too sure of themselves. Like, a horse, and they'll, like, try and freak it out. It's like, oh, you're a bull. I will try to scare you. And sometimes it works. I like the ostrich because they're huge, you know, for for a bird, you know? like uh, Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. In case you're wondering how dinosaurs worked, there you go. (laughs) Children always want to ride on them and it's yeah if you go to like a zoo they're like oh put me on one right like no don't ever <laughs> say goodbye to your kid dear parents don't ever put your <laughs> children on an ostrich right, that's all i ask i don't ask too much if you now rhinos on the other hand go nuts you republicans know throw a saddle on there what republicans in name only ah no rhinos no uh, like rhinos R H I N O. Yeah. You know, unicorns. The as imagined by an elephant. The 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 elephant unicorn that yeah. is the rhinoceros. <laughs> it's true. Huh. Yeah. Never thought of that. The elephant unicorn. <laughs> unicorns are real. You heard it here on Beard Talk Live. Oh my god. Cryptocurrency, man. <laughs> here we are like yeah. i'm i'm so still hanging on man i'm so excited to be alive in the time of there's this absolutely stupid number of things that is supposed to happen at, in june like with the entire monetary system we're just we're just on the edge of the the uh like yeah, the these, eye of the storm is these where banks we're at. keep falling and they're just like little blips on newsreels yeah. and like it was like oh oh they oh they did oh but they saved them oh i see yeah uh, the uh, the debt ceiling is supposed to force a default in that's, theory. Yeah. I, I that's supposed to happen while another like there, there's just so many things. There are so many things that happen like June first. Like as soon as June first happens, it's like this tremendous shitstorm in the entire financial world. Wow. Yeah. I I mean I know of these things of which you speak. I just didn't understand until you mention it that why is june 1st i have absolutely no idea it's the well it's the exact halfway mark in the year right is it 
Six months, right? Mm. June is the sixth month. Yeah. Yeah, that figures. No, I guess halfway would be at the uh, would be July one. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Be at the end of the sixth month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's weird. But yeah, no, it's it's this tremendous rash of shit that's all supposed to happen in the entire like financial sector, the cryptocurrency sector, like everything. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we just watched a whole bunch of banks fall. And they keep falling. Right. They haven't stopped. Is yeah. what I'm saying, right? There's a, I I kind of feel like at the way it's going, I kind of feel like they're being knocked down sequentially on purpose. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have any evidence of that. I just say that because it seems highly unlikely that banks would collapse, you know, in this sort of cadence of, oh, there's one. Yeah. Oh, there's another. Um, so, uh, you know. That's not how financial collapses. They're not called collapses because they're very staggered and it's a slow drip. No, it's a collapse because it collapses. Yeah. Yeah, the whole these fucking are, thing we saw it in 2008. These are being sacrificed. I mean, we have a controlled economy. It is a very controlled economy. These things are not being done on accident. This isn't something that's happening to the banks. This is something that the banks are performing. Like, they fattened up uh, First Republic Bank yep. and then fed it to the largest of them. Right. That just happened. It was illegal, but it just happened. Like, they took their tithe from the other banks to feed to the head bank. Right. Like, the, you just have to think about, like, uh, movies about drug lords and, like, gangs. Like, how they lay down a new set of laws. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're watching. Like, one of the new sets of laws that they laid down is no one is allowed to touch cryptocurrency. Like, they, they just executed all of the known ones that are, like, they're made men, so to speak. You know what they did, but though, they, by doing they touched that. crypto. What they did, though, by doing that is um, they sort of, uh, they screwed themselves because they're isolating themselves from the technology. They don't have any options. No, I know. But what I'm saying is that in the long run, that's a good move. Not for banks, not for the dollar, but for cryptocurrency. Because what what they're doing is they're locking themselves out of the technology. So the technology is going right. to go elsewhere and continue to be developed. Right. And then, so the U.S. of A. is saying, we don't want first mover advantage when it comes to this new technology. Uh, we don't want first mover advantage when it comes to the wealth that this is going to create. They're saying no. We believe that our shitty fucking dollar, <laughs> right? The world's most, uh, I mean, talk the about The world's a, worst shit coin. Ta- talk about a shit fiat. coin. Yeah, the, the United States and dollar. And that's what they bet everything it's, on, is people will continue to want the world's worst shit coin instead of provably functional monetary systems. I mean, as long as they keep threatening people with bombs and shit, that'll probably be the case. Well. But- it's like cryptocurrency is going to outpace the growth of the feature set alone of the dollar. It yeah. already is outpacing the dollar and feature set. Well, so here's one of the issues that's going on right now. So there's a, a block of countries being formed with like bricks or whatever, right? And that, like, it's a bunch of tyrannical fuckheads, right? 
So who knows how organized they're going to be. But if they can pull their shit together long enough to create a currency, then they basically force this into a, uh, a prisoner's dilemma, right? So the Western system's been squabbling amongst itself between the, the corporate American system, which is fundamentally fascist, yep. and the uh, European system uh, that is the UN system that is fundamentally communist. Mm -hmm. But here's this other, like, recognizable in their world, say, uh, currency system that might emerge. Because cryptocurrency is not something they can recognize. It's not something that communicates to their universe. Right. But here's something that will, that seems to be being formed. And if that happens... For one, they have to put aside their petty squabbles and uh, realize that there's, that communism and fascism are the same thing. And the other thing is it puts the Western and Eastern systems in a prisoner's dilemma. Because if both of them choose cryptocurrency, mm. then they can both succeed. If neither of them tr choose cryptocurrency, then, well... This goes for one thing. This goes on for a much longer period of time, but they get duked out amongst themselves, and then both lose. It would be like, man, but I if don't... either of them picks cryptocurrency, so if uh, if BRICS picks cryptocurrency, then uh, the Fed basically has to integrate it, or else they will lose their position as the currency of the world. This would be sort of the equivalent of, God, I don't even have a good analogy. I was trying to think of like, you know, uh, uh, the newspapers, you know, like not, uh, you know, getting a website when the, you know, the internet first came along, right? They suffered. Yeah. The newspapers that, that did get a website yeah. did better. They, they all sort of came down when Craigslist came about, of course, but, mm -hmm. um, I don't have a good analogy. It's okay, like, so, so it's like why would you why would you lock yourself out of <laughs> the probably the greatest financial technology humankind has ever seen? Because it empowers the people. <laughs> because it's a distributed system. <laughs> it's really that simple. Their whole universe, the actual individual human beings making these decisions, yeah. their whole universe is centralizing power on themselves. So they cannot stomach to give any part of that away, even if it makes them infinitely more wealthy, which, of course, it does in short order. Yeah, that's why I can't, like, I would think the greed factor would kick in at some point, particularly for so, the political, you know, the people in political power within the United States, right? I would think that particularly... Uh, the level of corruption that that exists would well, draw these greedy motherfuckers to be like, no, we've got to befriend Bitcoin, well, and we've so got to allow Bitcoin, and you know. Well, part of it is there's plenty of them that literally can't see that it's an inevitably superior technology. I mean, so since how long do we have to fucking broadcast for it to be known? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. They're like, okay, I'm going to play my odds at retaining control over the world. And their odds are like nothing, but they're playing them anyway. They're going to attempt to retain the power to print infinite wealth, yeah. even, you know, at all of the current costs, plus the fact that it's 
unlikely to occur. Even knowing that it is an unknown variable, they're going to play the odds to try and maintain perfect control over everything. Yeah, sadly. That's what they're pushing for. Sadly, they're going to kill people, This is what you will see within the next decade. It will either be a central bank digital currency that maintains a large enough market share of the earth to control everything, or it will be a cryptocurrency system that empowers a distributed network of human beings. I like option two. Yeah. Well, it's also way more I, likely, uh, but yeah. they're not. But they don't believe that. Okay, so they're going to do it the hard way. Yeah, it just it feels like I don't know, man. I can't think of a. It's like you know VHS and Beta, right? When that thing was you know raging, like mm-hmm. oh, who, which which is going to win? And then it'd be like government not only choosing Beta. <laughs> <laughs> But claiming that uh, uh, through their, you know, omnipotence, uh, it will forever reign supreme. Mm. So the the analogy <laughs> that I've been thinking okay. of recently is like this. So there was that moment, that, uh, like you described, when the uh, when the companies decided when companies that existed in meat space mm. decided to get a website, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So that was one level of the advancement of technology. Yep. A different level of advancement of technology was when you had internet-native businesses, right? Internet-only businesses, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Or at least began only on the internet. Right. right. So uh, thus far, we have been using money on the internet. Yes. And that's like when you had businesses that had a website. Now, we have just invented internet money. So it's the internet of money. Right. Right. So, the, and, and this is a common thing uh, that uh, Andreas Antonopoulos has, has corrected me on. Uh, and that is to say that I, co- I refer to it when in casual conversation as, oh, it's magic internet money. But it's not. It, it is in that, yes, you can use cryptocurrency as magic internet money that mm-hmm. it has the ability to do that but that's not all that it does it by is, any stretch of the imagination it is money internet technology yeah it is the internet of money and that is to say uh, the amount that the internet changed humankind right uh is is the amount that uh, cryptocurrency will change finances yeah this doesn't just money the internet this no. internet's money yes right yes so for the first time in human history, our system of value will be globally interchangeable. Yeah, math has solved the problem yeah. of the language of exchange. Yeah. And that is so beautiful, yeah. man. Like, uh, it's yeah. poetic. It's, like, it, it, it's money for enemies. It's amazing. Your, your, your very competition and your, your sworn enemies will now profit you. They will benefit you, and that will happen for everyone. And everyone can just choose what they like and experience that. Yeah. Yeah, the... Yeah, so here's some fun shit to look out for. Uh, the uh, So we have cryptocurrency and artificial intelligence yeah. and 3D computers, or sorry, 3D printers, I mean. right. And soon we will have cheap 
3D printers for circuitry. Right. Now, once you have cheap 3D printers for circuitry and AI technology, then you can start uh, creating replicable robots for all of your tasks. Right. And, of course, since we Not have... to mention fabricate your own factory to build them in. Right. With the 3D printers. Right. And since the nature of proof-of-work cryptocurrencies is energy for money, you have the energy that's being uh, spent on any given endeavor controlled by the money that it gets sent. Yeah. From, you know, anyone on Earth at any time. So the energies spent on the endeavors of the world will be the things that human beings want done. So all of these extraordinary endeavors are about to be just mm-hmm. as free as the air. Like, I don't have to worry about, uh, did I make enough money at my 9 to 5 to afford air? Why? Because right. it's just there. Right. And there is this tremendous amount of stuff that is about to become so cheap that we can't charge for it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it's all going to be done voluntarily without yeah. any violence. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Neat. And you know what will keep us from doing that? Asking permission. Yeah. If we ask permission to create a livable world, we will be denied, and they'll make us uh, fill out paperwork until we literally starve to death. Yeah. Death by bureaucracy. Yeah. Or just don't ask permission. Transact. Yeah. Yeah, there is no need to ask permission, right? Yeah. Even on an individual basis, right? Uh, You are free to transact as you see fit. Yeah. Uh, And, like, in the culture out here, that word is used differently than uh, in the culture that I left uh, when I moved here to New Hampshire, right? Mm. I use that word far more often. I'm like, uh, hey, we should transact, right? You know, if if I owe a guy some money. Or if I'm selling a thing or if I forgot to pay a guy or something. You know what I mean? Hey, right. we should transact. Like, right. I don't say, hey, man, I still owe you some money. Here's 10. You know, I don't reach into my wallet and grab cash, uh, at least within, you know, the crypto community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I We should transact. And then, you know, yeah. we do a little QR code thing on the phone and it's done. Yeah. Boom. And the remarkable thing about this is we literally have the power to talk each other until our debts are forgiven. That's what this is. Now, we had to harness a whole ass internet to do it, but we figured out a way that just people can talk to each other until all of our debts are forgiven. Now, we had to do like harness mathematical algorithms Mm. in order to get this thing to work. But, I mean, this is beyond money. Oh, definitely. Yes. Money is just sort of the first killer app. Yeah. Right? Uh, the ability to exchange value Yeah. Uh, in a permanent record sort of way yeah. is just the first killer app. It can do so much more. Right. It can be. Uh, a, a lot of science fiction films talk about uh, you know, a repository, if you will, for all human knowledge. Mm-hmm. It can be that. Like it, yeah. Like right now, people just need to start uploading shit to it, and it, it yeah. would totally, it like, could totally uh, the, be that. Oh, the Akashic records—they're the records of everything that exists. And it's like actually, we, we we can start that now. Yeah, a real one. 
Yeah. Yeah. That that will last beyond, you know, all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing about this is that, so it's a recipe for an infinite set of societies. Because every given society can have their own monetary system. And that monetary system can interact with the rest of the universe's monetary systems in whatever way everyone agrees to. And whenever one becomes unnecessary, it goes away. But whenever another one becomes necessary, it appears because the market demands it. Right. Right. Yeah. So the recognition of value from everyone on earth that's what's available now and as a result of that if we if we just do it already then we can just create these incredible systems that automatically fulfill all of our needs yeah like that's literally within arm's reach right now and all we have to do is just do it yeah like we just have to get the fuck out of the way of talking to each other and all of this is available What's interesting to me is, um, uh, like, I think there's enough code uh, in the in, in the world that's been written on how to integrate uh, cryptocurrency into existing systems. Uh, just the banks that have participated in some of these cryptocurrency companies' uh, feature offerings, like the crypto debit card. Uh, and that kind of a thing, they have gathered an enormous amount of information and also implemented an enormous amount of things that people were using. Call it a beta test, whatever you want. You know, uh, th- There is enough code that exists on the existing system interacting with cryptocurrency that you could effectually, uh, if you knew how, uh, put an AI bot to the task of creating something like uh, an app that will integrate with your business's point of sale system, your cash register system, uh, that will allow you to take and receive cryptocurrency. Like some somebody, some kid, some like eight year old kid right now is sitting in a bedroom, uh, you know, figuring out how to do this. Right? He's talking to the AI chatbot, and he's going to make it really fucking easy for you know everybody to integrate this shit. Uh, and you could customize it to whatever your pers- your business's needs and wants and all that shit are. Uh, and it's just going to be through giving it some information. Oh, you use your cash register in this way. Okay, we understand. And now here's an app where you can accept crypto. Like, that exists. The amount of information in the world exists to make all of that happen already. It's just you, you, people outside of the United States are the only ones who could put it together now. Yeah. Because of the persecution. Of all things crypto. Yeah. And it's weird because on the one hand, I am trying to find a way to circumvent this, but it may just be an inevitable part of the whole, the richest has to become the poorest. I mean, that's the way these things work. Yep. The first becomes last and the last becomes first. The The, the cellular technology uh, is exactly what got engaged in in Africa. Yeah. Not the not the telegraph technology, not the telephone poles, which was just an advancement of the telegraph technology, not the fiber optics. Right. No, they skipped all the way to the cellular technology. Yeah. And the exact same thing is going to happen with the financial system. Yeah. Like, they're just going to skip into a post-NASDAQ world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a, I saw a meme a long time ago 
and it's uh, a, a picture of a you know little house on the prairie style covered wagon mm-hmm. being pulled by a horse, and then uh, it's got like a rope tied around it, and it, it's labeled uh, uh, government, right? And then uh, the rope, the other end of the rope, is tied to something in the sky that resembles the Starship Enterprise. And that says uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is a brilliant illustration. I mean, uh, fiat currency, that is to say, currency of governments, right, uh, is <laughs> the equivalent of the horse and buggy, uh, as Bitcoin is the equivalent of scientific advancements beyond your capability of understanding. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's how big the divide is between fiat currency and cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is such a superior technology in every way, shape, or form that we're only talking about it currently, even today, <laughs> in a financial sense. It can do so much more than financial shit. Well, the thing is, once it actually is allowed to do financial shit, yeah. then it does everything. Because that's the thing about the monetary system. It's one half of everything that gets done. I mean, sure, there's there's a few, there's some side projects, yeah. right? There's some barter. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, in in sociological, civilizational level terms, half of every transaction is money. So if you fuck up the money, you fuck up everything. If we unfuck the money, yeah. then we unfuck everything. Yeah, that's true. Now, like, on top of that... There's literally whole worlds of possibility that the technology opens up, but we also, just in the financial side of it, get to unfuck all of human civilization. Uh, let's do this thing. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This is the real McCoy. The real McCoy. How do we know you're the real McCoy, not just somebody, some other fake McCoy saying he's the real McCoy? Well, you'll never know. If and you don't know by now. That's an answer. I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, like, you know, I could always call in and say, hey, what is real? What is reality? <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. I am. I therefore, I think of not. Blah, 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 blah. That same old bull crap. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I called in um, because uh thought occurred to me that I needed to ask the captain uh-oh. About a episode way way back, like oh, uh, episode twenty six. Yeah. Um, during your breaks, uh, you like to play music, uh, metal music. Uh, what was that band? Um, you did not credit them, and that irritated me because they were fucking good. Holy shit. Uh, um. Okay. Was it? So um, I can't remember what episode it was. I should have made a note of it. Um, yeah, you should. Was it? <laughs> just, yeah. Um, it sounded it. very metal and industrial. Oh well, that and will definitely pick it out from anything that the captain would ever play. Metal and right. Industrial. So was it Godflesh? No. How many episodes ago? Ah, I think it was episode twenty-six. That's yeah. That might be too far back for me to rightly recall. Yeah, oh my god, it was so good. Was I it, loved it. Was it the break music or the outro? It was the break music. Uh, so we usually let that play for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, was also, it... you should credit more artists 
like after you guys get from break. Yeah, we probably should. That's a good idea, McCoy. And by we, you probably should. Okay, I should, yeah. I'm a forgetful guy sometimes, though. <laughs> like, I'll try to do a thing and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. But, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm wondering if it was God Flesh, though, because that's the only thing that came, that came to my mind. Well, if you're saying it was metal and industrial, the only band I can think of that I really, really enjoy that fits that is a band called Fear Factory. But I don't really uh. remember playing them uh, for break music on the show. doesn't mean I didn't, but... Um, uh. That's the only one I can think of right now. But, oh. you know, you'll go back and listen, and when you do, you'll be like, ah, oh, shit, it was these guys. And then you'll write it down or put it in your phone, more likely. And then the next time uh-huh. you call, you'll be like, hey, Captain, I got it, man. It was these fuckers. Ah, uh, I see. I could do that. Yeah, I would have to shazam it, though, if it pops up. Your mission, Real McCoy, should you decide to accept it. <laughs> All right, was that Will all you were calling about? Was the, the music? Uh, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm just metal music in general. I, I can. What, do you, what are you listening to today? What's new? What, what, what do you like? What is new? Wow, I don't listen to anything new, it feels like. Yeah. I'm getting I, old, like I, you. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard my rant about uh, my Pandora station that I recently discovered. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, I have curated stations that like I invented like that are very you know, sort of sub-genre-esque. But I discovered uh-huh. a, a, a canned station that Pandora just provides, and uh, I was like, oh, this is where all the good fucking songs went, right? Uh-huh. Uh, this particular station is called Classic Metal. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how old you are, Real McCoy, but, like, I'm, I'm 50, <laughs> and I remember a time um- when there was rock, but then there was also classic rock, and classic rock meant... Old man rock, right? Rock yeah. for the elderly, uh, and so it now was just shy of being oldies. Yeah, and so now, yeah, it's like they—they've just labeled it oldies metal. Is really what they're trying to say. They just had to use a different word, <laughs> and they used classic because classic rock already exists. Why not have classic metal too? And so, yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm so old that the music I enjoy is referred to apparently as classic metal. Yeah, but I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry, I just do. I just, but uh, yeah, I'm 32 years old. I'm not as old as you. So nope. I'm, but, but you know, it the, the stuff it skips generations, time to time. It passes on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, thinking of uh, I'm thinking of uh, George Carlin's little bit about I'm getting older. <laughs> See, not as bad that way. I'm just getting older. Sounds like it's gonna go on for a little while. No, I'm getting old. I like his bit about, uh, uh, you know, the older you get, if you want to leave a place, you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm I'm feeling a little tired. Like, oh, okay. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't argue with you and they just accept it, that you're old. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's just like, oh, we understand. We'll see you next time, right? <laughs> yeah. um, have you uh, ever seen, oh, so how, I, I'm, I'm sure you being a musician, uh, you're very entrenched in at least, the knowledge of metal music. Oh, that's. I mean, I don't know. I'm a dumbass like everyone else. So you know. Ah, okay. I mean, well, um, entrenched. Like I'm not. I play heavy metal music and I listen to heavy metal music, but I I'm not really a metal nerd. I'm a metal nerd about some things, but like my 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 breadth isn't very wide when it comes to 
you know, what I'm nerdy about. I'm more of a connoisseur. I actually don't like I play the electric guitar and I play the style metal of of electric guitar. Um but I don't really consider myself a guitarist. I consider myself a songwriter uh, who just happens to use guitar for the purposes of songwriting. I know that's a weird and outright nerdy distinction to make, but I'm I'm 100% self-taught on the guitar. Uh, no, nice. which means you I did learn how to I took like eight lessons from this guy who's a horrible uh, teacher uh, and he basically just fed me the Mel Bay book of guitar and I'm like and that's like I don't know that's something like your music teacher in grade school feeds you right I'm like really mm-hmm. you know I wanted to rock out he wanted to teach me how to play like wipeout right and I'm like no that's not you know the original version not the, any of the covers uh and so uh, this guy actually uh, played in a band uh, for a stadium uh, back in the day when stadiums had their own bands, I guess. Uh, and I don't recall ever hearing guitar coming out of like a stadium orchestra. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, that's your that's your day gig, huh? So like, I don't think he was very good. He was a horrible teacher. So anyway, I figured out uh, a friend of mine played guitar. He showed me like power chords and palm mutes uh, and and showed me tablature which is a different way of uh, deciphering what other people play on the guitar than sheet music. It's a a chart of all six strings on the guitar and then a number at each fret. So, you know, and then, you know, it shows you where your fingers are supposed to be based on the number and on the fret. Uh, And so it's pretty easy. Whereas reading sheet music and then also understanding where those notes are on the guitar and then being able to translate those visually while sitting in front of it something I cannot do, right? There are musicians that I have the utmost respect for, even though I don't like their style of music, who can read sheet music and translate it to the guitar and far out solid and right on. I'm just not capable of that. My my brain won't allow that to occur for uh, some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's a learning deficiency or whatever. But I hit the strings. Shit sounds good. I do it in time to beats. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm enough of a techie that I know how to record. I know how to mix. Uh, yeah, I did go to school for audio engineering. I don't claim to be an audio engineer, even though that's what I went to school for. Uh, I did learn a whole bunch of shit, but like to say that I'm an audio engineer, I think is a stretch. There's a whole bunch of other dudes out on planet earth that are far superior in technical skills to me when it comes to audio engineering. doesn't mean I don't have fun with it. I still have fun with it and I'm good enough to, put forth a professional effort, right? And oftentimes when it comes to music, if you can put forth a professional effort, uh, that is what is most important. Uh, some of the, the best albums have been written that are some of the simplest songs to play. You know, they, the melodies are simple, but mm, you get that hook, you know? And the other thing I like to do uh, with music is I like to use space. So uh, I call it stop, start. You know, we'll be jamming along, get through a thing, and then stop. And then start jamming again, jam along, jam, and then stop, and then jam along. You know, uh, I, I use space uh, in my music uh, far more frequently, I think, than other people do when I'm writing songs. Hmm. Um, Does do that like answer your question? I know that was a long-winded shit, and I don't even remember what your question was, so I apologize. Uh, no, that's fine. No, yeah, pretty much. But uh, do you like documentaries? Sometimes, if they're good. Uh do you like uh, documentaries on metal? Uh, again, sometimes if they're good. Do you have one in mind? 
Yeah, uh, it's a little bit dated, um, but uh, from the 2000, 2011, but you may, may have seen it. Um, it's called Metal Evolution. Have you? No, I have not seen that one. Okay, so it is directed by a guy named Sam Dunn. And he made a, oof, many series. How many episodes? 10, 12, ooh, 12 episode documentary. Okay. Um, uh, first one's pre-metal, and then there's early metal part one, U.S. Division. Okay. That's uh, episode two. Three is early metal part two, U.K. Division. Right. Episode four, new wave of British heavy metal, which is your, um, the NWOBH. Uh, yeah. Iron Maiden. Yep. Yep. Iron Maiden, uh, Motorhead, uh, maybe a bunch of other things. Uh, then they move on to episode five, glam metal. Episode uh, six, thrash metal. Yeah. Episode seven, grunge. Yeah. Episode eight, my generation, new metal. Yeah. Episode nine, shock rock, uh, <laughs> such as Rammstein and Guar. Um, wow. Um, Alice. Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. Okay, all right. So, th- yeah. but that's not there. There. So, so far up until you got to Shock Rock, everything was in chronological order. Uh, Shock Rock yeah. uh, sort of spans all of rock history. I think. Yeah, that, uh, I'd agree with that. It uh, it gets pretty dispersal. All right. What, what are the um, next ones? My mind is just stuck on this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to eleven. Uh, mine goes to eleven. Yes, exactly. Episode ten is on power metal. Which is your uh, fantasy metal? Yeah, knights and sorcery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love, love that. Um, my personal favorite, and yes, maybe pretentious for liking it, and maybe think I'm a dumbass for also liking it. But progressive metal is good shit. Uh, um, give me an example. Who do you listen to? That's progressive. Metal. Uh, Tool. Uh, there's. Uh, Wait, you expect to get shit for liking Tool? Well, uh, yeah, uh, have seriously? you seen their fan base? Who the fuck are you hanging out with? God damn. Yeah. Tool and uh, this other band, they don't sound anything like, uh, but Dream Theater, huh. right? Uh, Tool uh-huh. and Dream Theater, uh, I believe they're both labeled progressive metal bands, uh, but uh-huh. they suffer from the same exact uh, problem. Hmm. They're all too good. You can't have a band full of virtuosos Right. I mean, they do and they can. They do. Right. Like they already do. But if you have a band full of virtuosos, your uh, following is going to be niche. Hmm. Hmm. I see. Because you need some yeah. just some soldiers to sort of carry the song and like one, maybe two virtuosos tops. Right. But I've seen it fail so many times. We're like. The, these guys who are you know can play multiple instruments. I can drum. I can guitar. I can violin. I got a saxophone. I can play the bagpipes. I got a ukulele in my back pocket. <laughs> you know whatever they they don't they'll just play whatever right. And they're good at it. Like mm. they sometimes they seek out. They're like I am going to find the best fucking musicians ever, and then we're all gonna form a band. And when they do that, it sounds like shit. I gotta say <laughs> I I am still disappointed in the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously super groups to, yeah to, to hear this that thing design it's like oh my god that sounds amazing and then you hear them and you're like that sounds not amazing yeah. what the hell happened yeah but i mean with them uh, as i understand it it's all a personality thing like since they don't know what their fucking direction is 
uh, because everyone's trying to go off in their own particular style because they're all these big, powerful personalities. They don't uh, figure out what story they're telling, oh my and God. then they can't play any music. I, I can't tell you how much worse this show just got. Uh, there are apparently two Ricky NPAs on hold simultaneously. No. Before you uh, kick me off here, hold I'm, on. I'm not kicking yeah. you that's, that's a hell of an assumption. <laughs> I know. But uh, uh, so the last episode of that documentary uh, is on extreme metal. What is extreme metal? So that is your death metal, uh, black metal, um, stuff that's like just harsh noise, like to pushing that to the extreme mm. and metal music. Um, All right. So, and, yeah, you, you, you know, I have a question for you. Uh, there are some. They're they're not new. They're newer to me bands uh, that I like that are uh, I call them thrash metal. Uh, and I, tell me if you've heard of any of these bands. Um, uh, Havoc, H A V O K. I think I've heard you mention them before on other episodes. Okay, uh, uh, I'm thinking of another one. Um, uh, God damn it, I can't remember now. Because now I want to remember, right. you know, the brain's not cooperating. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Gamma bomb, yeah. gamma bomb, some Irish boys, uh, Irish thrash outfit, gamma bomb. No, nah, I have not heard of them. Uh, Do you know about math metal? Uh, yes, uh, but I don't know any bands. I just know the genre. Me neither, but the very existence of that genre fascinates me. Because <laughs> the whole the whole thing that I saw in rock was it, we got to do it faster and harder. Yeah. Faster and harder, faster and harder, faster and harder. Yeah. And then math metal. More extreme. Right, yeah. Plays literally faster than human beings can do things. <laughs> well, not quite literally, because there are human beings that have to do these things. No, no. There are machines that human beings operate that make a thing that goes that fast. I mean, to an extent, that's all We've, of music. We have today. rocked so hard and so fast that we yes. outsourced rock and roll to the machines. <laughs> now, what I'm hoping oh is that then we're like, oh, well, I guess maybe there's more to rock and roll than rocking harder and faster. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the, the old uh, the old joke about heavy metal was like, there's only so much brutal you can be. Right. Right. Like, I think we've reached peak brutal. What's yeah. next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then what? Yeah. You well, know, or like, okay, so I, I adored punk rock for this huge part of, part of my life until I realized they have no fucking solutions. None. Uh, like, perfectly pointing out the problem. Well, I, Appreciate it. Uh, oh, but, okay, but it's also like punk rock and, and heavy metal and rock, for that matter, real rock, the rebellious stuff, mm-hmm. um, serves the purpose of, of a, an emotional outlet, right? So, oh, my God, yeah, I am being like, you know, I'm kept down by the man. Well, so you go to a punk show and, you know, do a little slam dancing, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, when you leave the show, you're like, oh, I got that out of my system, and you can go back to your mundane slave-like life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can. I think it sounds so glamorous. Don't yeah, I? you exactly can. It's it's the, I mean, we always used to uh, joke about Hot Topic, right? Yeah. How a corporation had captured this anti-corporate sentiment. Right. And 
the same is true of you know yeah go go Punk mosh ground. your heart out yeah. and then go back to McDonald's. Yeah. Disgusting. It's like oh yeah well I'm more punk rock than that I get drunk and ruin my life so ha. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's a YouTube I mean, channel I want to. That is pretty punk rock, but it's not really a solution now, is it? Uh, there's a YouTube channel was, I'd like to that plug That was in. when I, I, I got disenchanted with punk rock. Yeah. I were, mean, hang on. What, what were you saying? YouTube channel? There's a YouTube channel I want to uh, bring to your attention. It's called yeah. Banger TV. And that's by the same guy uh, that did the documentary. And he continues uh, with his staff and whoever and they talk about like the latest metal albums that came out and all that huh banger tv I'm yeah there you go banger tv if you want to keep up to date with whatever's going on that's where you go hey man thanks for the call we appreciate you call us again Peace. all right no problem uh let's uh move on over beard talk live who the fuck is this hey captain it's me rob Cohen. hey me rob Going on, brother. Uh, what are you doing, man? Well, I'm just getting ready to have a have a shot. So that's well, launch Yeah. So maybe I'll have a, a shot with you. But you guys were earlier were talking about age. I think. Was I? I don't remember. <laughs> no, we talked about age. I'm getting older. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that made me think, wow, I'm uh, almost finished up on my sixth decade, and I'm going to be getting started on my seventh decade. Yep. Wow. I mean, let that sink in for a minute. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Wow. Be proud, man. A bunch of people didn't make it as far as you did, man. Well, I mean... No, I remember being 30, and I'm like, wait a second. So, like, I wasn't even all that conscious for the first decade. The second decade, I sucked at everything, but I did learn how to do things. And now, and and then I had, like, a decade of being able to do stuff. And now I have, like, five more of these? Holy shit. I don't know, it took me a while to catch on to some of that stuff, you know, because you know, I'm not the brightest star in the sky, but I'm there. Yeah, I... As I'll illustrated you... by your poor analogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know... Nothing but love, Rob. You know, Rob, <laughs> if, if, a, uh, if a man of your age, etc., can figure out how to use cryptocurrency. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, no one's got any goddamn excuse. Yeah. And we know that yeah. Rob has figured it out. Right. Know? Yeah. 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 I know how to push send and receive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and how to scan a QR code. People are like, what's it's that weird symbol? Scan thing? a QR code. Because yeah. that's so <laughs> fucking difficult. Like, it, what, is, what does that even mean? Well, here's what it means, listeners. Not you, Rob. You already know. You point right. your phone at somebody else's phone. <laughs> that's that's the right. reality of what you're doing. You're yep. pointing your phone at somebody else's phone. Yep. Yeah, well, actually, right now what I'm doing is uh, I'm having a shot of Dimebag Daryl's favorite uh, a shot 
uh, well, his, you know, choice of drink, Seagram 7. Yeah. 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 Vinny liked the Jack. No, Vinny was a Crown Royal fan. Oh, he's Canadian, eh? What's that all about? He was a, you know, uh, Michael Anthony is a, uh, as a Jack Daniels fan. Yeah, Lemmy. Lemmy. <laughs> Lemmy from, go ahead. I'm, I'm convinced Jack shot. Daniels, I'm convinced Jack Daniels bankrolled Lemmy early on in the Motorhead days. I don't have any evidence of this, Absolutely. but but it just seems like, you know, if that type of thing were going to happen, uh, it would have been Lemmy. You always suggested to buy things in bulk. <laughs> Lemmy was light years ahead of these warehouse uh, marketplaces, Costco and the like. BJ's Club, like, no, Lemmy had him beat. He, was, he said that uh, he remembered the time when there was no rock and roll. Think about yeah, that. That's true. Yeah, he mm. sort of he sort of grew up like during the explosion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He uh, was a, a he was a World War II historian. A lot of people don't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. Lemmy was a hero, man. I've never forget I'm never gonna forget that guy. He made it quite an impression on me. If you've ever watched like any if you can find like a like a like a memory like a Lemmy documentary where he talks about all of that stuff. It's it's fascinating what he knows. Oh yeah. He called all politicians just like it is. Yep. All of them. Yep. You know. Nice. They're all a bunch of lying scumbags. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah. And they are too. I mean, look, something's got to be twisted in you to actually want the job to tell people what to do. Yeah. It's really that simple. Like, either there's something that is childish or there's something that is monstrous. But either way, something's got to be twisted for you to want the job of I am greater than other men. Yep. I, I don't know. It, it's all a mystery to me. I, I don't get it. I mean, people want to control one another and... and you know, now, here's what I don't, I don't fucking get, man, is there's this shit ton of people who want to be told what to do. And I just uh, well, don't get well, it. So what they're I mean, doing. Like, I get I get not I, I get not wanting uncertainty, but for fuck's sake. You no, know, what the what what government allows people to do that I think keeps them uh, so compliant and dasa mm. is it allows them to outsource responsibility. It's a way for them to be able to make lots of money too. Right, which is why well, when 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 people when uh, people say like, well, I think we need to have a government who would feed the poor and who would build the roads, because they they're convinced uh, that uh, their responsibility to to society is being paid via taxation instead of the truth, which is uh, their money is being stolen from them and it doesn't go to do all of that shit. In fact, uh, it only goes to pay at best the interest payment uh, that the, uh, the the thugs in charge have accumulated, uh, which is the national debt. Well, but that's the same thing. Outsourcing responsibility is just outsourcing the decision about what is uncertain, what is unknown. And I get it. It's scary. The universe is full of uncertainty. Yeah. And you don't want to grow the fuck up and make the decision of right. what you're going to do about it. Like, yeah, you're not going to perceive everything perfectly. Yeah. 
but you're still better at it than they are. Yeah, you as an individual are going to be far better off making all of your own decisions individually uh, as they come to you as you live your life than you are outsourcing them to an agency of violence that only creates empire and death and destruction. Yeah, all we got to do now is just teach the younger generation to keep away from our government schools. You know. Well, so uh, so here's here's one of the things that democratic. like you know, we need we to press the carry. advantage on on raising our own children. Like we have just seen a doubling of homeschooling. Mm. That is huge. Yeah. Like. The, the, the homeschooling wasn't even fucking allowed until fairly recently. Yeah, like it wasn't a thing that the the, the state would let you do. Yeah, and now people have insisted on it to the point that not only does it exist, not only was it five percent, but it doubled to ten percent. Yeah, and like people now know what the school does, which is fuck all in terms of useful. Uh, uh, training of human beings for life. Yeah. Like yep. that, that cat is out of the bag. Yeah. You know, that is no longer the pig in a poke that it used to be where you could just trust and not know for a fact that your child's time was being totally wasted. Uh -huh. Trust. So, that's, that's like saying, oh, yeah, okay, there's code of honor in this country. No, there isn't. Well, and. What there was is a reasonable, like, like it was reasonable to have some faith that your children were being uh, uh, trained for life by going to school. But that's popped. That, that, that bubble is burst. Um, that means there's this possibility of actually training human beings to be powerful. Because if you do not need money, then you don't have to be an employee. And that's why they don't teach you how to do finances. That's why they don't even teach you how to pay your taxes. Right, yeah. You'd think that the government school would teach you how you're supposed to interact with government. No. And they don't. You think that because our government even school that, would teach you'd think that our government school would teach the children about the Second Amendment rights. And how to operate a firearm. That would be empowering. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I mean, there was a time uh, because when, you know, back in the 60s and 70s from my era where, you know, guys would come to school with their shotguns and they were putting their backseat of their trucks. They never went off. Nobody ever said, oh, I'm going to go out and get my gun and solve this. Well, and from a military perspective, uh, you know, sort of generalship, one, general uh, military strategy 101, uh, rule one is uh, the most difficult place to conquer is one with a heavily armed populace. Mm -hmm. That's military strategy 101. Every military combat person uh, has come across a phrase that resembles that uh, at some point in their lives. And it is true. So if your government, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, if your government were really concerned about uh, some other country coming in and taking over, the first thing they would do is arm the population. 
And since, at least in the United States, we have a government that continually seeks to disarm its population, you know that their intentions toward you are not honorable. Oh, I agree with you on that. You know, this, I don't know, the, the people that are in, people that are in this country now, they, they own this country. It was bought and paid for a long time ago, yeah. like what George Carlin said. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know, our founding, you know, fathers or our founding, you know, likenesses, they all built this country. They mm. left England because they were tired of the fucking tax shit. Mm. You know, well, and then the other fucking things that they were doing to people. Yep. So here's something interesting, though. So in the financial world, up until now, the most insider people, the people that had the best advantage in knowing the new technologies of the financial world were the people that were already close to the people making the tax laws. Mm -hmm. So they got the inside scoop on which tax laws were about to be created. Yep. But for the first time, the people who are the insiders on what the financial world has in store are the people that are the furthest from government. And in fact, the people who are close to the tax law creators are the furthest from the new technologies emerging in the financial world. Yep. And all those people are all judges and lawyers. Yeah. Ones that make fucking laws in the, in, in the United States. And those are the ones that fucking that do all this sick shit to us because they think that they live in a privileged class. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay, yeah. speaking of sick shit for just one second, so there are a whole bunch of people that have done a lot of sick shit to prove that they were loyal to a bunch of psychopaths. Yes. And now those psychopaths are not going to have the power. So there's this massive rash of sick shit that human beings have been engaging in that is just going to disappear from the face of the earth. Uh, because you're speaking my language. It was only being CIA. done to pacify monsters, and the monsters no longer have the ring of power. So all it of this will CIA. just poof into a puff of smoke. Uh, you mean the Cocaine Importation Administration? Yeah. Exactly. The CIA? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and if you if you don't think that you have to uh, show some secrets to them to gain the trust of a monstrous organization like that, then you haven't studied. But yeah. that organization well, has just lost its access. All of the I power is going to be emerging the furthest away from the CIA. Hey. Well, right. I got something to show them, a goddamn size 12 shoe up in their ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just what JFK said. Yeah, I know. It'll probably break the fucking thing off, too. Mm. Rob's got a little red foreman in him from that 70s show. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, Don't it's make me break my foot off in your ass. Say what? I said it's a sad state of affairs going on in this country. Yeah, you it's know, not going to get better either. I'm really getting uh, a little irritated about the state where I live in, you know? Well, don't look now, but it's not just in this country. Well, it's not just in this state either. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people from 
Connecticut and Rhode Island and, you know, all the yahoos and stuff like that that are coming up here trying to tell me how things are going to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, so so here's, here's what I honestly wonder about New Hampshire. Are the old people who literally don't know what it is going to ban cryptocurrency or allow it to be banned by the United States federal government before they get free of that monstrous disaster. It's a race. It is a race. You know, but... Because, I, I mean, it, it's... Like it, it, like, the baby boomers run ahead. everything, still. And we are headed for a fucking iceberg. Rob? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... I, I'm on, on board with what Ian was talking about in Free Talk Live about secession. I mean, I'd like to see Killington secede from the union. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think know? I think the breakup is inevitable. I think even if it's not, if it occurs as a result of, oh, I don't know, like the financial collapse, okay. Or if it occurs as a result of just, you know, sort of political factions you know, something like uh, something akin to when the Berlin Wall fell. What was it, 1986? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, at any yep. rate, I think something akin to that could very well happen in the United States. And the United States is uniquely positioned to already be subdivided into these little tiny countries. Yeah. Uh, as it was supposed to be, uh, it's just that they all were supposed to cooperate for a few things here and there. And that, of course, turned into the largest empire the world has ever seen. So, yeah, so uniquely, it, yeah, secession is, to, to me, uh, the natural uh, evo- or, or, or devolution, even, uh, of government uh, in this particular part of the world, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. So a lot of you people know, that, that, that argue about the, the uh, South in the Civil War are like that, oh, it would never have it adopted the end of slavery. And the thing that they don't see about that is that that is a social technology. Like, freedom, in the sense of ending chattel slavery, Mm. was a social technology. And the thing about technologies is they give you an edge. They give you an advantage. They make you capable of doing things that people who don't have that technology aren't capable of with the same amount of resources. So the same thing is happening. And look, either we will break up and some of us will adapt this technology, or we will break up after this technology is adapted elsewhere. And if we can break up before this technology gets adapted elsewhere, then we get to adapt it and like be part of it coming into existence and not be poor for a generation. Yeah. And, and you know, the fact is that uh, uh, will cryptocurrency make you rich? I don't know. Maybe. But it if it does... everything rich. But if it does... Uh, it's certainly better to get rich by taking a risk on an unknown technology, an unproven technology, uh, than it is to get rich, you know, the way uh, your ancestors did through you know, wars and conquer- conquest and violence. You know, it's certainly, oh, yeah. certainly the first time in human history where that is possible. So one of the, the weird things about money on that were the ones that fucking created those events. Mm. Yep. You know, the, the people that went and fought the war, their families didn't. The only thing they paid was their fucking lives. Yeah. That's what they paid for. Yeah, that's that, that's what I call full price. Yeah. Yeah. They paid sure. full price. Yeah. And for what? Well, maybe it's time that fucking uh, 
we take some of those politicians, maybe it's time for them to line up and get that, that same choice. Well, you ask for what, and that's kind of up to us. Like, how yeah. much of a deal they got when they paid their lives is kind of up to what we do with it. So, one of the weird things, just to uh, sort of shift a bit, one of the weird things about investing in cryptocurrency as compared to other forms of investment. Mm. So, like, if you invest in gold, like, you're turning your dollars into gold, and then in order to turn that gold into something else, you have to turn it back into dollars and then turn it into something else. And it being in gold doesn't make it easier to turn it into silver, for example, or into copper. Okay. Whereas, if you put your money in whatever cryptocurrency, then it is going to be easier to turn that into another cryptocurrency than to turn dollars into cryptocurrency. It already is. Right. It's far yeah. easier. Right. So I think that there's uh, two other precious metals that are worth more than gold and silver now. Yeah. That's called uh, uh, brass and copper. Oh, no, brass and, and uh, lead. That lead is an ammunition. Yeah. 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 Only in a very particular uh, composition, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's well, and that's one thing. Like people are like, well, I, I I I keep gold just in case the internet goes down. It's like, dude, if the internet goes down, we are in a whole different world, and you are going to want lead, not gold. Yeah. Yeah, but lead, though, you know. Oh no! Really, show, really, I mean, like uh, 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 gunpowder. But uh, you know, you need a projectile. You need something to hold all this all together, like yeah. a brass casing. Yeah. No. Yeah, but but my point is though that like even if you pick the wrong cryptocurrency, right? As soon as you figure out that you picked maybe not your favorite, you can more easily move one crypto into another than yeah. you can, you know, gold into silver yeah. or jewelry into land. I've or... totally done that. Oh, look, it's a new token. Oh, let me read the white paper. Oh, that sounds good. Right. Throw twenty bucks at it. Right. right in some yep. other cryptocurrency, right, and and and, and then like, oh, yeah, uh, it went down to eighteen dollars, and it's been two years. All mm -hmm. right, I'm gonna move it out, right, and right. I'd lose my two bucks or whatever. But it was incredibly easy to yeah. move. Oh my god. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I invest in a piece of artwork, and then I want to take that out and put it into a stock, like it's this huge process. Yeah. Whereas, oh nope, dash into Bitcoin Cash. Beep boop. Done. I have a dozen ways I can do it very easily and very cheaply. And and I think that is going to take a long time for for people to figure out. Yeah. Well, Those hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> what was that, Rob? I said, the, yeah, the, the sheep are the ones that are going to take the longest. You know, ones that didn't study up on all of this. I mean, cryptocurrency, I've been listening to about all about this for the last 15, 16 years, and it's just, it's complicated. It's like going to college. You're going to learn all of this stuff, mm. you know? But I learned from uh, my brothers from Free Talk Live many years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Just like I'm talking to my brothers now. <laughs>
Much love to all you guys. Hey, Rob, back at you, man. And thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, when it comes to being free, uh, the most important part is, at least to me, when I, when I had this, uh, you know, the big idea, if you will, was that I had the epiphany that in order for me to be free, everyone else also needs to be free. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I do this. That's why we're talking right now. That's why you're listening to this right now uh, is because I, I realize uh, that I am any Luthermaniac. Uh, I have an insatiable desire for freedom. And in order for me to obtain that, to live my dream, uh, I must champion for others to also be free. Mm-hmm. And so, well, let's take a look at the world. What is the most oppressive force that has ever affected mankind? Hmm. Hmm. Is it religion? No, no, no. That's close, but I mean, it's... That have you know profound well, religion uh, has wielded the most oppressive force that humankind has ever created. Well, but there's a there's a larger But it can also exist without wielding that force. Correct. And in fact, probably should. Yeah. Uh there is another another force seems to be a lot kinder and gentler now that it's not wielding a monopoly on force. Yeah. And so then there's this other this organization type that does nothing but evil because it's based on evil. Yeah. Uh, it only has violence as it's all. That's the only way it addresses anything. Yeah. Like, oh, how do we apply violence to solve this situation? And it's strange how people will say, but look at the good things that this thing does. It it's doesn't. like, well, well, give the devil his due. It does, in fact, do some good things. Now, not near as many as it stops from being done. And, of course, all those good things are just the the human skin on top of the death machine that this Terminator is. It's like putting a cherry on top of a shit sundae. It really is. Like just a big pile of steaming turd with a cherry on top. That's that's all that that is. If there is anything that can be construed as good that comes out of what the organization type government does to human beings, uh, it is only in a narrow scope that you recognize that is good because what it took to fund that, what it took to make that happen, uh, was in fact evil and not good. Uh, you cannot say that something is good if it came about from evil. Well, do you know the phrase, how the sausage was made? No. So. (laughs) I don't. So, sausage is delicious. (laughs) Many people enjoy sausage of some kind or another, including hot dogs. Welcome to Sausage Fest. But if you actually watch, like, you know, the slaughter and meat process that goes into creating a sausage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll turn your stomach. Yeah, yeah. It'll make you not want to eat a hot dog ever Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And that is, in fact, how a lot of politicians will describe lawmaking, is you don't want to know how the sausage oh, is yeah. made. They want you ignorant. Yeah. 
Well, and the and that's the thing. People are willing to turn a blind eye to the other half of the equation. The half of the equation that involves harming innocent people. Yeah. Well, most people are willing to ignore that in order to look at, but we know something for certain. And I don't have to look at the uncertainty of reality <laughs> and decide for myself. Right. Because that makes me anxious. I can instead have this monopoly of force and pretend it's good. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, thank you, of course, to all of our callers tonight, all of our listeners. We do appreciate you here at Beard Talk Hold Live. Hold on. I'd, I'd like to, to make one more note on, uh, on the matter of music. One more note? Yeah. The, uh, so some of the best music that I've ever experienced so we'd be all sitting around a campfire with our instruments and, you know, someone would uh, break into a song that we all kind of knew that has like a nice little midsection that goes off into somewhere. You know, uh, Wagon Wheel, for example. Oh, well, it's a song that we all know. And so we'd, we'd all start playing along, singing along. Mm -hmm. And then we'd hit that break. And that break would just last. And everyone would play together because we knew which page we were on. That, that is some of the best music I've ever experienced yeah. in my life. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's art when time s slows down for you when you're on stage. That's when you know it's art. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody. Peace.